1: But oh, it, great! It feels like the opposite of Mercury being in retrograde, which maybe I'm jinxing it. But it feels like the the air is lighter. I'm
2: feeling I'm feeling nice today. How are you feeling? Oh, good. I mean, I ate like sixteen cinnamon rolls, so I'm not feeling light, per- particularly light. But but you're feeling I'm good. Glad that you're feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling great, and uh, you're feeling zesty, which I. We were just doing the ads, and M was like, I woke up and chose chaos, and I was like, I'm not even – I'm three hours ahead of you, and I'm not even prepared for this type of energy. So I don't know. What is going on on your end? I don't something, either. Something. something chemically in my brain is probably different today. <laughs> well, we've known that for a long time. I uh, – yeah, I don't. Last week was
1: like super stressful for me, just for a, a bunch of different reasons. But I, I lost a lot. That's of, what you
2: said in the last episode, which is hilarious. You literally said last week was really stressful for a bunch of reasons, and this week is so much better. Well, so guess what? It this week again. you actually mean
1: it. <laughs> I did. I, I mean, I, I. It was a really stressful week last week, and so I. Oh no. And so I ended up um, losing a lot of sleep, which I you you know what's weird is I usually i'm always sleep deprived i think
2: right now i'm not sleep deprived and that's what's happening it, i think you literally are repeating unless i'm having like the most intense deja vu you're saying the exact same thing you said last week which is wild really like verbatim almost yes I don't remember saying any of that, but okay. You were like, which is weird because I'm always sleep deprived. It, like, you had the same. Con- maybe you're way too sleep deprived and you're just not maybe, even realizing. Maybe it.
1: I am so sleep deprived I've actually gone back in time. And I'm hang on a second.
2: It could get really crazy. I think really you fast. just. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I the think sci-fi network all- owes
1: me a call so we can pitch a pitch an idea here. Yeah. Okay. Um, well,
2: we'll try. We'll try for that. Uh, is that why do you drink this week, Amethy? Tell me.
1: Uh, I drink because I really just feel like weirdly energized. Like I, I woke up today at, um, I woke up before we recorded for fun. Like that's very odd. Something is. Oh Well, your hair suggests otherwise, no offense, but um, you do have a little bedhead going on. It's because I showered at night. Usually I have to shower in the morning for my hair to not uh-huh, yes. get a little. Then it, then it
2: does this thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I've, I've been awake for a while, so maybe I'm just feeling actually energized and that's why i'm like on a whole other level today um i also drink well oh go for
2: it i was just gonna say maybe you're energized because of the thing that i think you're about to say which i guess now you can go ahead and say yeah okay so
1: uh we found out that we got nominated for a webby yay
2: Ah! we're so honored we're so honored and so amped and so excited and oh my goodness gracious.
1: I am super stoked. Um, my
2: mom is also super stoked. Um, <laughs> Mine too. She started crying. I was like don't cry. You're teaching online right now. And she's like everyone's going to cry with me. I was like no they're not. They're not.
1: I um, yeah I also when I first called my mom to tell her she went I'm busy right now. Can I call you back later? <laughs> and I went okay. Ouch. Um, no I, it's it's super awesome to be recognized a second time it's it's really 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 heartwarming and so uh anyway if you would like to vote for us uh, we're in the comedy section for podcasts we're at vote.webbyawards.com
2: and uh or bit.ly we made a whole bitly em, remember? A-T-W-W-D and remember at uh, we vote can share that bit.ly slash vote is an easy way to get there if you want to try and memorize that Um, but yeah so uh right now at least when i just refreshed it we're at 69 percent of the votes so actually don't vote because i'd like to remain at this exact spot (laughs) um 69 can be our minimal like that's like that's
1: our (laughs) okay fine that's our limit but uh yeah that's our bar i i am nervous because uh it's voting has only been up for a day and so like i wonder if like all the and that's why we drink fans are just super on top of it and everyone else's audiences are gonna like catch up later swarm in uh uh-huh. yeah. i'm very scared but anyway i for the meantime i'm very proud of us and i'm very very excited yes. and i'm and thank you to everyone who has voted um spread the word tell your your family tell your friends tell your teachers tell your dogs
2: yes tell your dogs especially uh especially if they have like a yahoo account and <laughs> we're up against some like dope names. I mean, we're up against Nicole Byer, Sarah Silverman, like some really, really like. How did this get made? Very cool. I'm like, I was just beside myself. Um, how cool is how cool this is? So we're very honored, very excited. Um, anyway, also, what was I gonna say? Um, was the, I feel like what was I gonna say? Oh, you didn't even notice I have a new microphone here. I didn't. Where'd your old one go? Um, it's over there. So. <laughs> Are you uh, just collecting this... these? What's going on? <laughs> yes. Uh, hopefully, this audio sounds okay. uh zandy and I had to get new equipment because we're recording in person now Ooh. for beachy she, Sandy, and uh I forgot to re- put my old mic back, so now I have this one. But I'm actually kind of liking having this like little arm army guy swinging around. It looks so.
1: sleek. It looks very sleek.
2: Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, the audio sounds as uh, normal as usual. We'll find out the hard way if people complain. It does to me. Sounds nice. How does Ooh, mine thank sound? Thank you. You sound low-key trash? High-key trash, but, you know. Thank you. Only in the best way. I wore a headband you. for you, too, speaking of trash. Ah!
1: You look damn good, too. <laughs> I, I'm i always so paranoid about my audio just because I'm literally, it's in a makeshift box with a shirt on top, so I always get a little nervous. <laughs> but um, anyway, why do you drink, Christine?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, because uh, Webbies, because uh, I have this microphone and I'm nervous about my audio, too. Um, that's about it. Um, I think, I mean, it's oh, I know why I drink. It's snowing here.
1: Yeah, I've been hearing about this a lot from the Duggars, which I know they're in Arkansas, oh, but I've I just have assumed a lot of the East Coast is kind of dealing with this. I I've seen a lot of people posting Instagram pictures of random snow.
2: Yeah, it's not good. I got a notification this morning from Google News that was like, Cincinnati breaks 120 year record of snow uh, this late into April. I was like, great, celebrate, I guess. But (laughs) there was literally snow on my car this morning that I had to like swipe off. So it's not pleasant and it's going to be 81 on next Tuesday. So it's confusing, but you know. That's okay. Almost we'll as live.
1: confusing as that time there was that bomb cyclone that we had to deal with <laughs> or whatever. Remember got, when like, it was like wrapped in Denver? Yes, <laughs> it was like the perfect weather when we rolled in, and they were like, "Oh, in ten hours, it's going to be a blizzard." And I went, "What?" That we thought it was so some sense. sort of
2: April Fool's. It wasn't. The Uber driver made made it very clear he wasn't joking. It was it was actually <laughs> going to be terrible times.
1: We were clearly new to the town. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, I mean, all good reasons to drink. But uh, I will you. say the webby is really. We're still at least I'm still on a high from yesterday when we found out.
2: I like called all my friends. <sighs> I was like a second time. It's so cool. It's, I- it's very cool. I I can't believe we I can't believe we pulled this off. We tricked I know. him
1: again. <laughs> um, anyway so thank you to everybody uh okay well then zach bagans obviously had to make an appearance i need to make sure the audio comes oh here we
2: go okay (laughs) okay i just had to show my blanket off if you're watching on youtube i thought you were going to test the microphone i thought you were going to test the microphone by holding
1: zach's face over your face and then you would talk as if you were him so i'd be having a podcast with zach
2: my name is zach bagans ah
1: (laughs) is it working i can't see it looks so badass
2: (laughs) (laughs) it has like a heart around his head very badass i'm sure you would appreciate this you're gonna go
1: back and look at that later and you're gonna have a good time don't worry
2: (laughs) oh boy good for me good for future me anyway well i'm ready to be regaled is that a? am i using that right i think so um but you're not you're not
1: gonna be regaled why Um, because Christine, apparently, this energy I have right now, which I'm oh, no. is, is I'm shaking in my boots a little bit. This is an energy I'm not used to. I'm used to feeling so sluggish. I don't know what happened, but it, well, I'm tired as hell.
2: So what are we doing?
1: I think maybe I'm like the vampire of the day, and I like sucked your energy out, and probably. I'm just
2: like,
1: I'm just like is this what people feel like when they <laughs> aren't tired? I don't know what's going on. Also, I have. I don't either. I'm today. scared. What is that? A London fog. So maybe that's also what's boosted my energy is like, I have a drink I love next to me.
2: By now you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. burrow.com/ dot com slash drink.
1: Okay, so the reason I say you probably won't be regaled is because whatever this energy is, I think started yesterday um, when I started doing my notes and I was just like, I was there, but I wasn't focused the right way or something. This is um, a story that nobody asked for because I thought I was covering <laughs> a topic everyone asks for and then found out after I went, Done! That it was the wrong topic.
2: What does that even mean?
1: So to the people, the masses, if you will, I've heard your cries. And uh, everyone wanted me to cover this thing called the Backwoods Theory, which I don't know anything about still. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I have a guess that we're not going to find out either (laughs) today.
1: (laughs) You will find out next week as as a reward for this, because I thought the whole time... It was called the backdoors theory. Um, <laughs> what? what? And so I, oh and my god! Also, like, so that I was doing this whole thing, I learned a lot about this thing that shockingly there is something called the backdoors theory. So I got led astray and just started oh, doing that, and uh, then at the end I was like, why did people? want this (laughs) and then i found out no 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 one asked
2: (laughs) wait (laughs) why is it bad is it boring no i was
1: just like it doesn't sound topical like i don't know i see okay but like everyone like everyone in my instagram dms my twitter dms people have been like telling me on um Instagram lives, like during Movie Monday, everyone's like, you got to do the backwoods theory. And I'm like, okay, like it's something must have happened for this to have resurfaced. So that must
2: be topical or timely. And now the backdoors theory, which I also don't have any clue about, is probably not that. It's not that.
1: It's not. I'm shocked. I feel... Like I bamboozled myself. The fact that there is something called the backdoors theory. And so I was like, okay, found it. And then just like never even thought to double check people's request oh, until the end. God. So anyway, here's the backdoors theory <laughs> that none of us wanted.
2: Wait, actually I'm as this I'm going to request it right now because now all I, like because I feel like we'll hear about the backwoods theory if it's so timely, but backdoor theory, like I wanna know what that is. I'm Excuse me, I'm requesting the back doors theory. Uh, and I uh, have a bigger vote than everyone else. I get 69% of the vote and okay. I would like to vote for that story. So please regale me with this fascinating theory. Thank you.
1: Well, done. Okay. So also because this had nothing because nobody asked for this, uh is also like has nothing to do with paranormal. <laughs> it's Wait, just- what? It yeah it doesn't have anything um, to do wow with you really were you
2: really did choose chaos didn't you oh my god i can't
1: like i said the backdoor series existed i i didn't say it had anything to do with my normal material so
2: um is it just like like i just thought people, like what's the t- it's, topic? so
1: it kind of had something i was waiting for aliens to show up because it's about astrophysics
2: <laughs> oh my and
1: i kept God. being like where do the aliens come up because obviously people are asking me to cover this um so it's astro it's about black holes and so then there oh, is a section cool it's about black holes but then it, t- it there was some theories every time i got to a new part i was like oh this is the part people really care about but then it, it was kind of a dead end but like there was There's some talk of like alternate realities and stuff. So I was like, (gasps) oh, this is what people wanted. It was like just vague enough that like I kind of thought that made sense, but it also doesn't. So anyway, if you wanted if you wanted to learn science today, you're gonna okay by
2: somebody who learned it yesterday by the way
1: (laughs) okay but i feel pretty confident with black holes just so we're clear
2: uh because also like this is my jam okay like i am like i'm actually very excited already for this this is my jam
1: also this has a a weird webby connection so I thought it was just like meant to be because what, I learned Neil deGrasse a lot of Tyson. Yeah, I learned a lot of it from him and at the last time we went to the webbies I got to meet Neil DeGrasse Tyson so I was like okay that pretty that's cool, a sign Pretty cool. Okay, so anyway, <sighs> let's
2: learn. Listen, <laughs> we thing. create our own reality on this show and you either join us or you don't. You're going you to have blame a you either way. If,
1: if you're on your way to like a date or if you ha- if you're like trying to impress somebody or new to a relationship, this is going to make you sound real smart. Like you're going to have a real <laughs> fun fact tonight to blow their minds. Okay, the backdoors theory. So, first, I'll just say that the theory comes from a study in 2016 and uh, it's from like I think it was the Institute of Institute of Okay, Institute of the Corpuscular Physics. Okay. Yikes. The thing I'm a master at now. Um, and <laughs> In 2016, there is a study from there that suggests that black holes are basically back doors to other universes. Ooh, I'm excited. See, that makes me think like, okay, we're on to something. Obviously, yeah, people want I'm this. Yeah, I'm amped. So basically, what a black hole, do you know what a black hole is? Or what is? It, what do you think of when you think of a black hole?
2: Oh, geez. I feel like I should. I I find space fascinating and um. It's where the matter is so dense that, I don't know.
1: Damn, that was done a done. good first sentence. Good well, I mean, sentence. I, I like
2: vaguely know, but I don't want to say it because I'm going to sound like I don't know anything about corpuscular physics, you
1: know. Christine, that that half sentence alone impressed me because I wouldn't have been able to give an answer. <laughs> so the That's fact about, you just said matter <laughs> and dense, I went, holy yeah, shit. She I know does that know what warm she's warm talking about.
2: Matter gets, well, listen, then there's wormholes, but okay, I'm sure you'll get into all this. All right go ahead sorry you tell me the definition so
1: i'm gonna give you an a plus on just even knowing anything um okay so according to nasa black holes are quote a place in space where gravity pulls so much that even light cannot get out and the gravity is so strong because matter has been squeezed into a tiny
2: space right okay cool got it got it got Um, even light can't get through
1: yeah so basically when a big enough star dies here's a quote its core collapses and a funny catastrophe happens even something moving at the speed of light can't escape from this region of space and when that happens everything collapses down at its center so you've created a black hole and over the next trillions upon trillions of years all it will do is grow eating whatever falls inside (laughs) spooky so fun fact black holes are not black um they are more or less invisible But since light can't escape, they're referred to as dark and therefore black. Got it. They are seen with uh, a certain type of telescope where researchers can track the stars and the gas around them. And there are three different types of black holes, according to NASA. Um, So there are primordial black holes which are likely to be created when your universe is created. So when the universe mm-hmm. is created, so are the primordial black holes. And they are the smallest ones. So they range, you know, a given broad range of from an atom to a mountain.
2: No, really? Yeah.
1: Wow. So if if you see a, a black hole and you're like, that's the size of nothing at all or Mount Everest. They're uh-huh. like, oh, okay, that's a primordial black hole.
2: Don't even worry about it. A+. plus.
1: Next time you see one, you know, uh, Astronaut Christine, let me know. Size of a saltine? I know what that is. Primordial. (laughs) Uh, Then there's these stellar black holes, which are the most common ones. And they, some of them are even in the Milky Way. um, And they range from mountain size up to 20 times bigger than the sun
2: oh okay so, so mountain is a vague term so I guess if it's bigger than Mount Everest by like a couple feet you know what you know where you're at now but like
1: a like a given inch or two yeah okay okay um and then as if 20 times bigger than the sun wasn't the biggest size that exists <laughs> um there is also super massive black
2: holes super massive black hole I like, I like how song.
1: the first one was called like primordial and sounds very like fancy and then they're like yeah super massive
2: it's so big like you guys don't get it it is so big
1: they might as well call it like the so fucking big uh black hole
2: It Um, sounds a little bit like uh like megan invented the term (laughs) um by the way that song by muse is my one of my favorite songs ever in case you're wondering
1: oh perfect well listen to that while we learn about (laughs) oh (laughs) they are the largest and they are uh i guess range from 20 times bigger than the sun to forever i'm not totally sure
2: (laughs) to infinity
1: and uh nasa says that every large galaxy probably has a supermassive black hole at its center
2: oh interesting
1: um the one in the milky way is called sagittarius a hey and it is the size of this is Apparently, a legitimate fact. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Sagittarius A, which is, I think, our supermassive black hole, it is the size of four million suns. <laughs> Measure that. How do you you
2: measure that? That's so. And did you round up or down? Because you had to have rounded. There's no way it's specifically (laughs) exactly four point
1: zero 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 (laughs) million suns.
2: There's some estimating and rounding going on here. I'm sure of it.
1: And at that point, you might as well say like a hundred million suns. I'll never know the difference.
2: (laughs) No, we're not going to test it. (laughs)
1: Uh. So anyway, what is the purpose of black holes, Christine? So according to the Atlantic. uh here's a quote. Ba- basically they said that black holes actually don't won't hurt us at all. Um Really? And I'm scared of said, them, so I didn't know that. Yeah, I always fell for the like the lore of like one day earth is just going to get sucked okay, up by a black hole. In. Yeah. So the Atlantic there's an article in there that says Quote, if anything, we benefit from their existence. The stellar explosions that produce black holes also spew elements such as carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen into space. And the oh. collisions of black holes and neutron stars help spread heavier elements such as gold and platinum. These elements make up our Earth and our own selves. Supermassive black holes in particular might play an important role in star formation with galaxies. Woo! okay, okay. Okay, so we've all got a purpose. That's what I just learned. Aww. Um. So NASA says, uh, like, with my fear of like, oh, Earth is just gonna get like eaten by a black hole one day. NASA says black holes do not just go around inhaling planets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just I'll... go around.
2: They just they just troll they just... around on their tricycles, like In- inhaling <laughs> everybody.
1: <laughs> they uh apparently no black holes are actually close enough to our solar system anyway to eat Earth if it would eat Earth. So. it's not going to do it and even if it could it's not close enough
2: got it um
1: even if the sun were to randomly turn into a black hole one day because the sun is a star and they form from stars collapsing within on themselves if the sun turned into a black hole one day it's not possible because it's too small so i guess it wouldn't have the energy to do that oh okay um and also it's even though i think of the sun as very big uh it's Light enough gravitationally where we would just orbit around it, not actually get pulled in.
2: Oh, interesting. So it would probably screw up our whole, you know, environment and everything. But I guess we're already doing that, so
1: yeah, we would not be okay. But we at (laughs) least we at least (laughs) wouldn't get eaten by a black hole. I feel like
2: if we're not going to be okay, we might as well get eaten and see what happens. You know, like if we're not going to live, throw me in a black hole. Maybe I'll end up on the other side.
1: Exactly. Bingo. That's that's where I'm at. I'm glad where we feel the same. Way. I am so
2: glad I'm your TA now because I've just promoted myself.
1: Look, that information alone, you could really entertain a first date. I'm just saying, or like, okay, you can,
2: let's try it.
1: You can go downstairs and be like, "Hey, Blaze, Mister, I know everything <laughs> about medicine. Let me tell you a <laughs> tale or two
2: about space and supermassive black holes."
1: So uh, the so here's the pre pre-backdoors theory so like before this theory came about uh einstein's theory of general relativity said that the center or i guess the theory is that the center of a black hole um is where the gravity is the most intense
2: okay uh
1: and time and space eventually or essentially end so once you find the center of a black hole space-time just vanishes oh, it just fucking goes away. Cam.
2: how freaky is that
1: And this center point of a black hole, this like critical point where gravity is the most intense, it is called a singularity.
2: Mm.
1: So if you say like the singularity of a black hole, you're like, oh, the most intense fucking spot. Okay. AKA, since time and space end apparently at a singularity, if you fell into a black hole, there would be no time or space anymore. And I, with no true understanding and yet complete certainty can tell you you
2: would die um (laughs) oh no wait are you sure i feel like we would just not could you die or would you just so if the original thought was if
1: you fell into a black hole your remains would just kind of just be like at the bottom like the pit of a black hole and just stay there for eternity like you would just kind of like hit it and not be able to get out but in the 1970s stephen hawking proved that black holes Time and space doesn't just end, it just slowly vanishes at the singularity oh. center point. And therefore, in theory, I think he actually proved it, you also would vanish away. Oh. So it's not that you like your remains would just sit at the bottom of a black hole. You would, you would literally just cease just to ev- exist. Just evaporate, yeah.
0: Wow.
1: And so, um, this is where my main man, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who gives a lovely handshake, by the way. Oh, oh uh, babe. He- he's he i went up to him and i said like i used to uh in high school i thought i wanted to be in quant-
2: get into quantum physics which is hysterical you're proving now. your point now i think you're doing a great job
1: thank you i wanted to be like my high school dream was like one day i would be involved in uh the creation of time travel and then my physics teacher was like It's already been created. And I was like, well, I guess I need a new plan. My
2: physics teacher Um, was a real asshole. I said I was fascinated in quantum physics after I, like, had rented that movie, you know, What the Bleep Do We Know? And he was like, you're not cut out for science. Ha! (gasps) And then he laughed. And it was really mean. But then it was almost like karma because there was, like, a projector pole and it swung down and hit him in the head. And it started gushing blood. It was actually really terrible. (laughs) And then... He that was it. me on my. That was me on my
1: first time travel journey. Oh, actually. you came I, to
2: save me! <laughs> oh my! What if right now you're like, "I'll be right back," and then you like vanished, and you were like, "I just swung a projector into your teacher's head after he said that mean thing to you."
1: Wait, my brain's breaking a little bit. <laughs> I the energy that I came with today can't tolerate
2: that. I'm right so now. sorry. I'm making this so much worse. But then, so then he got it repaired. Okay, so the repair person came down and fixed the pole. It's like you know those big ones, and it swung one side and hit him. And, um, <laughs> hey, God, yeah.
1: I gotta, I gotta, I'll be right back. And then, <laughs>
2: then M I'm back. What again. happened? What so happened? then we're all sitting there and it was like the next day or the next class and the fucking things, it was like somebody, it really was like you were there, like fucking just detaching it, unscrewing the screws. The screw fell out. The thing swung and hit him in the head. I mean, this guy got hit twice. And then we found out later, which I didn't know at the time, he had uh, an anger issue that he was like working on outside of and he, I mean, I think he was about to punch a hole in the wall. And then this kid, Sergio, in my class, laughed, and it, and then we all started laughing. And it, oh, it was no, actually Sergio. like really bad. Um, and he oh, kind of cracked his whole head open on that pole. So sorry about that. Anyway, point being, uh, that's one my dreams that, of being in quantum physics died that day. So.
1: At least it's a memorable exit. Like it I, was a memorable exit. <laughs> but I my big thing was like I wanted to get into time travel and therefore anyway, this is a long tangent to say I when I met Neil deGrasse Tyson, I said like in high school science was my favorite class because of you. Aww. And he and he shook my hand. Or he didn't even he was one of those people who didn't just shake your hand. He just kind of held your hand yeah, and you could tell yeah. that it really meant something to him even though he's probably heard it thousands of times from much smarter
2: scientists and um I like how you but say he, "much smarter scientists" as if you're a smart scientist to begin with, and then <laughs> "much smarter scientists" also. Today, as we discuss black holes, I am a scientist. Got Let's it. Just okay. put it that I way. like. I just picture him like holding your hand and being like, "And what do you do?" And n- <laughs> my child and you well, like, I want a webby
1: tonight. Um, yeah, so it I wasn't in, in
2: science. Self-deprecating comedy. How's that? <laughs> it's, I, I made it. I made a big time.
1: Should just, just be like, well, I I loved science because you, that doesn't mean I was good at it. Um, <laughs>
2: i talk about but aliens anyway. I guess that's sort of on
1: brand. <laughs> okay so anyway uh so Neil deGrasse Tyson when talking about what happens to your body if you were to fall into a black hole mm-hmm. he has an answer for that. He starts out by saying that the old and this is a YouTube video I think it was it must've been a some sort of TED talk or conference it was he was clearly on a stage giving a, a, an audience a speech. And um it's uh he was saying that The old adage of like, what comes up must come down. He was like, in space, that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's only in the context of Earth. Does that make sense? And this is a quote of his. With rockets with high enough speed, you can send anything so far that it never comes back. And for Earth, that speed is seven miles per second and seven miles per second is considered the escape velocity so oh. if you move as fast as the escape velocity you can escape earth and not come back
0: <laughs> okay um, bye
2: hang on <laughs> finally my answer wait a minute How do get everyone find
1: your own escape velocity and let's just all shoot off into the air
2: finally and ndt gave us an answer and i'm out of here Bye. <laughs> I wonder if he, like, cracks
1: jokes with his wife, like, oh, I'm only seven miles a second. Like, "I'm uh, this has been a rough day. Give me seven miles a second. I'm out of here. And, like, there's, like, all these weird little, like, science things he picks at when he's being self-deprecating. Well,
2: I know that's what you would do. I don't know. I don't know that he does that, but I guarantee that's what you would do. Um, it's about
1: to be something i do.
2: Yeah. So, uh,
1: so for Earth, that speed is seven miles per second. We call it the escape velocity. At seven miles per second, anything could go to the edge of the universe.
2: Okay. Oh. Edge of the so,
1: universe. That sounds like a really cool band name. It sounds like Muse's next album. <laughs> so, in a black hole, though, so on Earth the escape velocity is 7 miles per second, but in a black hole, the escape velocity isn't I mean it's faster than the speed of light cuz light can't even get out, remember? Sure. So uh, like the speed of light isn't fast enough to get out of a black hole. So, and then this is a quote of his. So if light doesn't come out, nothing's coming out. It's black. You fall in. You're not coming out. It's a one-way trip. Okay.
2: Okay. Jeez, I get it. Oh my gosh, he really made that hit, that hit
1: home. He he had a point, and he delivered it. So then he says he's The next question is, well, okay, so you're stuck in the black hole. So what happens? How do you die if you die? Uh-huh. Um. Because I think the leading thought right now after Stephen Hawking is that you vanish. So, so what happens once you're in the black hole? So he goes on to say, given the theory that I guess given the theory that in a black hole you would vanish, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says uh, you die way before you end up just disappearing in the black hole. So like you do vanish eventually, but first <laughs> you die. You uh-huh. don't even you don't get to experience the vanishing. Damn. Very quickly before. Uh, you will feel the space around you literally tearing you apart. Oh, okay. Um, that's because the gravity in your feet and the gravity in your head are so different that your feet are being pulled into the black hole faster than your head. So, oh, um, no. So soon... Uh, he- I'm paraphrasing here, but soon the forces will be strong enough that they will uh, be stronger than the forces that hold your flesh together.
2: okay.
1: A.K.A. your bottom half will literally tear away. Oh, boy. Um, and then he says, you will survive that. No! Um,
2: wait, wait, what do you mean you will survive? <laughs> I don't think you survive that. <laughs> well, Medieval he, says torture, uh... your, you,
1: he says your top half will survive for a little bit because it's the one with vital organs. But here's a quote of his. So your torso will stay alive for a little while until you bleed to (laughs) death. Yeah, it's the the top half with your vital organs. So in theory, you could survive it. But uh, he says, your torso will stay alive for a little while until you bleed to death. But don't worry, this all happens much faster than that. So in theory, you could survive it, but something else is about to happen in space so that you won't even... Be alive to I thought make it, it was, out. I
2: was scared it was going to be like, and time is so slow that you experience every <laughs> millisecond of it. That's where my head went. I was like, "This somehow is how you,
1: Somehow you made it so much worse. I, that's what I thought we were so
2: quickly heading toward. But obviously, that's just my own anxiety talking.
1: So, okay, so now the force. So now you're ripped in half, cool, and cool, in cool, theory, cool, cool. you're able to survive this tearing.
2: Sure, 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 sure
1: um so now the forces that were so strong on your body that tore you in half let's think of it as like a funnel the black hole is a funnel so as you're falling deeper into it the force is getting more and more intense because you're Mm -hmm. you're eventually going to hit the singularity the center point that is the most intense point of the black hole so as you're falling you're getting closer and closer with more and more intense force so if you ripped up here as you fall, you're gonna just keep ripping. Ugh. So uh he called it bifurcating because apparently uh-huh. you just keep splitting into twos. So um really so it was your top and then your bottom, and then each of those split into two more pieces and then two more what? pieces, two more pieces. Um let's see. So sense of singularity is I, I started um I started improving there, so I gotta find my spot again. Got some ad lib astrophysics over here. That goes to show you, by the way, that I know what I'm talking about. I didn't even it's have to stay on the notes. Um
2: certainly does.
1: So, the, Oh, yeah, my favorite quote. So he says, as you're splitting and splitting as you descend further and further, quote, that will continue until you are just a stream of atoms descending toward the abyss. And it <gasps> turns out that's not the worst of it. <laughs> stop <laughs> he said it turns out the fabric of space and time funnels like I said down towards the black hole so basically the further down you go the smaller the space gets so even eventually if you're only atoms the the singularity point of the black hole is still smaller than you as a collection of atoms so you eventually still won't be able to fit through it what? So, so this is another quote of his so while you're getting stretched apart you're also getting squeezed. And extruded through the fabric of space. <laughs> and apparently that they have a name for that kind of death. And it's called spaghettification.
2: No. Come on. Um.
1: So you're a little spaghetto. You're
2: a spaghetto.
1: A spaghetto. And uh, he, th- this has nothing to do with it. But I thought this was a funny way to end that talk. Uh, he says... One thing we're good at in English is having words for ways to die. We have a word (laughs) if you kill someone else. We have a word if you kill yourself. A different word if you're killed by electricity. Add spaghettification to it.
2: Spaghettification is number one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, thank you, Neil deGrasse
0: Tyson, for that lovely ending to a
1: conversation
0: And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18-store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save
2: 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: So like I said, it was originally thought if you fell into a black hole, your remains would sit at the bottom. And then Save and Hawking proved that you would just vanish with it. Eventually, once you were broken into a million atoms and squeezed through into the singularity or the center point of the black hole. But according to Mike.com, Stephen Hawking and two other colleagues uh, later also discovered this was, a. I think, I think it was around the same time. I actually don't know what years this was at all. So don't quote me on that. Um, but so Stephen Hawking, the last thing we had heard was he proved that you could vanish through it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, him and two other colleagues later discovered that there was probably quote soft hair on black holes (gasps) which is basically um, what was the quote soft hair Uh, is a layer of particles that record information about objects that fall in so basically black holes have receipts on the shit that goes in it
2: shut the front door
1: so I mean the back door (laughs) So basically, if you were to fall in, there would be like there would be information on that black hole now of like oh yeah, Christine went in. Into They're the like black
2: taking hole. it's like taking notes,
1: inventory. Yeah. Oh
2: my gosh.
1: There's another theory. Oh, so this is where then the back doors theory comes in. So in 2016, which felt recent enough, it's within five years, and that's why I thought people like maybe were into this all of a sudden. Okay, whatever. Um, No comment. (laughs) No comment. Um, So in 2016, there were three physicists named Gonzalo, Almo, Diego Rubiera, and Antonio Sanchez. And according to Science Daily, they all looked at the singularities. They all looked at um, black holes singularities. So I guess they were like, what the hell? Why does this exist? Why does everything funnel into this one spot? Mm -hmm. And they decided that, you know, black holes, the way we look at it, maybe we're not looking at the right maybe we're not looking at it um, compared to similar structures or maybe we're looking, the shape of it is wrong. Like how could we look at this in a different way? So they ended up looking at black holes as if they were crystals. Oh, because crystals have so many imperfections in their geometric structure. They were like, maybe the singularity of a black hole is just a random imperfection in the black hole. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be there at all. Hmm. And so I think if I'm saying this right, I could be totally butchering it. And if you happen to be one of these three renowned physicists who listens to this podcast, please let me You're know not. if I fucked up your I study. Guarantee,
2: I guarantee they're not. But
1: just in so, case, I guess. Just in case. If I fucked it up, I'm sorry. But by my civilian uh, very poor understanding of this is I think they were looking at the geometric structures of crystals and noticing how lots of the lines in a crystal will like kind of go in on itself and then split off at the other end I s- oh I see okay. how they have so many the structure is just kind of so random with a crystal that like it could- it looks like it could be closing in on itself but then you can see that the the lines in the rock will split on the other end in a different direction could it and they were like how
2: oh sorry no, go for it. Go for it. Could it be like how when you shine a light through crystal, it'll refract in the opposite direction? Because, like, probably. Like Pink Floyd. <laughs> or, <you> know,
1: <laughs> both- I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I literally did not read the paper. So I don't know what other information was in it, but I would bet, I would bet they practiced and studied light on that. And that's probably something they talked about. Okay. It would make sense. I mean, that's a great question. So if these singularities in black holes or space time, If these singularities are similar to the anomalies in crystals, where the lines close up and then reopen or split off, maybe the center point in a black hole also closes or opens or splits. Mm -hmm. And this would mean that black hole singularities could then be wormholes.
2: Aha! Open on the other side. Got it, got it, got it, got it.
1: Yes. So if this is true, then it answers the mystery, because scientists to this day were like, how does matter just fucking vanish if you fall into a black hole like that? matter can't be, be
2: created nor destroyed
1: bingo oh, damn are you sure sorry. you're not a scientist i'm what? telling
2: you i like i love physics and my teacher was such an asshole sorry no offense well kind of offense but he really was not a nice <laughs> man so i just kind of whatever i was like fine
1: So anyway, scientists were like, yeah, like, where the fuck is all this going? You can't just vanish. That literally breaks science. Sure, But So if if these singularities in a black hole were wormholes, then it would explain that, oh, the matter still exists. It's just on the other side and we can't see it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And so instead of vanishing, you just pop out on the other side of this weird anomaly, the center point of a black hole and just pop out and they don't know where you would pop out to so they think it could be another part of your same universe or you could pop out into a uh like a another universe an alternate reality um wow, amazing so if you so to break this all down if if all of this is correct you fall into a black hole you would spaghettificate as you <laughs> fall into the uh As you fall closer and closer to the center point or the singularity of a black hole. And then you would pop out, reassembled on the other side of the swarm. Oh, you would be reassembled. I think their way of thinking of it is like, if you're falling this way, then when it splits this way, you would reassemble. I mean, no one can see me if you're not on YouTube. But if you're falling into a cone on the other side, the cone is going to... Like an hourglass. Yeah, like an hourglass. I think they just assumed the reverse would happen on your way out
2: because then my question is what about your soul what about the the things that aren't physical like do those come with you do they reassemble has that already left you uh is that even part of your matter is that separate oh my gosh i have so many questions that's all those are all great topics i mean
1: i mean (laughs) no, no no because i so when i was really into like science back in the day uh, all the
2: scientists listening are like you guys stop acting like you're scientists <laughs> well I don't
1: think I'm a scientist. but back when I was sixteen and had high dreams of getting into science, one of my big things that I was obsessed with was teleporting mm-hmm. and all of the things that I had i I remember I did like my like senior high school thesis on teleportation Wow and for all intents and purposes for a sixteen year old I fucking was able to explain teleporting like very well. I was very proud of myself. It's like one of the only papers from high school that I kept. Like I Aww. still have a copy of it. But the the biggest issue of that was, well, okay, if you teleport, where
2: like does your soul,
1: right? Cuz your does it atoms go? are
2: right, being moved. So does what does it come with you? Right? That's a really they, good
1: point. They always thought of it as like a like a fax machine where like it would just be like a replicated copy. version of your soul, like a carbon uh. copy. So it's like what are the moral um issues with that of like are you willing to lose your original soul like so like only get like a, a facsimile like a, a facsimile of it or like even then like then that get really gets into philosophy and religion and spirituality of like if you recreate a soul and have like a fake version of a soul You know, then what happens after that? Can you not come back? It's it was the
2: original soul because you don't lose a copy if you yeah fax something. Does it stay behind? Is it a ghost now? Then we (sighs) talk about ghosts. Can you be a ghost even if you're a facsimile of a person? Fascinating stuff. It
1: really, um, it was so overwhelming. I think that was the first time I experienced anxiety. (laughs) And then I had an existential crisis of like, I cannot learn anymore about this. Also, I think you and I would have been excellent friends if we were both stoners in Uh, high school.
2: If we were both stoners, indeed. (laughs) I would not, nor am I. But if I had been, wow, what a time.
1: So, okay, so let's get back to wormholes. So um, you would spaghettificate and then in theory, you would reform and we are ignoring the question of souls right now.
2: This is what Ems and my sleepovers are like, truly. We're like, well, what about if you <laughs> like we're not stoned, but I think we act like we are? It's really a fun time for like us it, and probably no one else.
1: It's fun to be able to ask questions with zero judgment.
2: <laughs> right. That's true. Exactly.
1: So um so yeah, so this answers the mystery of how space and time and matter just vanish, because instead of vanishing, they you just come out on the other side. Right. So wormholes were theorized back in 1916 for the first time. They were originally called white holes. Oh! Funny that there are white holes at the bottom of black holes. Really? I don't...
2: Interesting. Fun fact.
1: Um, so they were called white holes, and they were originally seen at... So this might also explain why people think that if you fall into a cone and break apart, then when the cone starts to grow it all over again, you would reassemble. Mm-hmm. Um, because back in 1916, when they called it a white hole, they considered it... Um, a theory for time reversal in a black hole.
2: Oh, that makes sense. Okay, I get it now. I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: It feels like almost a cosmic way of what comes up must come down. Like what yes. breaks apart must reform.
2: Totally. Um, so
1: Einstein and another physicist named Nathan Rosen, they went on to suggest that it wasn't actually a white hole. Um, that was a time reversal of a black hole, but it was actually a bridge through time and space in general. Which wow. p- I don't know any i'm totally guessing here but i would imagine a bridge through time could be a time reversal of a black hole like that they sound similar enough to me so um no wormholes have been discovered to date just so we're clear which is weird I thought wormholes were just like rampant in the in space. I <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's like that old meme of like everyone made me think uh quicksand was tra- quicksand traps were all over this world and yeah. they were so dangerous. It's like the same with wormholes. I just we thought wormholes so were just
1: an epidemic in, in the sky. <laughs> So, um, not only could wormholes connect multiple universes with some theories, but some scientists also believe it could connect to different points in time. So, uh, Stephen Hawking does not think this, in case you're a big Stephen Hawking follower. But wormholes, um, into other times and universes does mean the literal existence of a multiverse. So, Mm. in this case, if you believe in the multiverse, which I do. Me too. Apparently you, uh you and Stephen Hawking would be debating at the dinner table.
2: I wouldn't be debating. I would say, you're right. I'm wrong. Trust <laughs> I'd be me. Like, I'm not going to try to b- debate you, sir. Good sir. I'd be like,
1: you're You. you you're
2: probably onto something. <laughs> I, I think I am a big, big fool, and I should wear this dunce cap in the corner. Enjoy your meal, <laughs> sir.
1: So now multiverse theories, how could this be possible? So these are a few that the BBC mentioned. Um there are three different types of multiverse theories. There are a few others, but um these three were the only ones that I could really wrap my head around and be able to explain to another person. Um so there's a patchwork universe. That's one type of a multiverse where basically the universe is infinite and our universe happens to be like a patch on the quilt of time and space. Mm. So the patchwork theory is that there are several patches or regions in the universe, and we can all only interact on our own patch.
2: Gotcha. So
1: if we saw another universe or saw another patch, it would would break our brains because we're only supposed to know about our space, our
2: world.
1: Ugh. Which, like, by the way, if that's true, can you imagine how many, uh, like, how many patches are there? Like, th- if it's infinite like does that mean that it goes forever are there are there a hundred christine and m's that are just all lined up on a a quilt in space
2: or oh, how beautiful would that be though think of how many lemons there are a quilt of you and me a lemon for each season that's my <laughs> new poem. <laughs>
1: hang on whoa that was think of how <laughs> many think of how many mothman slam poetries we've oh, had. it's beautiful well so the theory with a the patchwork universe is since there are so many and i i'm a big believer in the multiverse so i've I've definitely thought of this theory a few times but if all of these universes if you're next to a universe if the one next to you is so similar except in like one small way and as you know as the universes get farther and farther away from you they differ from you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like the universe right next to us could be exactly the same except like the sky is green and Mm -hmm. everything else is the same And then as you get further and further away, there's more and more differences. So that's part of the patchwork universe of that. They all kind of are a gradient of.
2: Oh, gradient. That's a good point. I like that word.
1: Yeah. So the lives around you are more similar than the ones farther away. Got you so like on the exact opposite of our infinite universe i love lemon and you hate him no, um, no.
2: <laughs> now I, you know what i don't believe it. i no longer believe in the multiverse because that Stephen hawking was right impossible <laughs> mr hawking i knew you were onto something
1: so the another one is uh the inflationary multiverse which is basically the big bang i never thought about this before but it is such a such a concept it really kind of uh, broke me last night so the inflationary multiverse is that if the big bang happened for us it could have happened a million times over by now for other universes I and see. we just don't know about those big bangs and those universes that were created it could have happened countless times it could be happening right now um apparent i don't remember i don't know the science well enough but the people did say we will never be able to prove this because in order to go into these other universes, you would have to go through black holes, aka be faster than the speed of light. And by the time we got there, the Big Bang of that universe would have already happened. So there's no way we'll ah. ever be able to guarantee this. But the theory is that there's an infinite amount of Big Bangs going on in universes around us nonstop, consistently. Our universe is getting bigger and bigger for infinity. Um, Whew, okay. Tell that to a stoner. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I, I don't think I will. I think that's dangerous.
1: The The next one is my favorite because it's the most precious to me, um, is called Cosmic Natural Selection.
2: Uh-oh, so, <laughs> it doesn't sound sweet. So
1: this was proposed in 1992 by um, Lee Smolin, Smolin, and basically the universe is its own living, breathing thing that evolves over time and can create its own universes, So we are from a bigger universe who's from a bigger universe who's from a bigger universe. And the only way you can create, if I were a universe, the only way I could create a universe. You are my,
2: you are my universe.
1: Oh. (laughs) If I wanted to create a universe, like make a baby universe, the only way you can do that is if universes uh, are created with a black hole. So it's almost like the birth canal, if you will. Oh <laughs> so only Cute. universes with only universes with black holes can produce another universe. Um okay. which I guess makes sense because if you have a black hole, then you have in theory a wormhole attached on the other end that can create can keep like branching like off and branching off. Yeah. Right, right, right. So um if a baby universe cannot properly create things and they call it natural selection, because if a baby universe cannot properly create things like planets and matter, then a black hole might form. It might be one of those imperfections in the structure because
0: oh.
1: it's almost like it has like, you know, a dimple, like a mutated gene or something. Hey. Because, Hey, I, I knew you would rub your out of this. <laughs> uh So if it had some sort of uh, genetic, I don't know, cosmic genetic flaw to it a black hole would show up in its spot maybe like a birthmark or something mm-hmm. um and then through that birth defect i don't know it could then create a baby baby universe which sounds like backwards survival of the fittest to yeah me agreed only if you have an imperfection can you carry on the line yeah so Anyway, I thought that was really just kind of sweet because now I'm thinking of like a universe in a diaper. Like,
2: <laughs> Okay, well, I was just thinking baby universe sounds very precious. It sure does. Um,
1: baby, there's other theories, universe. but they s- intimidated me. So those are just three of them um there's one called the brain universe the brain multiverse then there's the quantum multiverse which i could not even get into right now and oh, then there's the marvel cinematic universe which i could talk <laughs> about for
2: way too long yeah let's not <laughs>
1: um that one would overwhelm you more than quantum uh, I mechanics think
2: maybe i would pull my hair out yes
1: So, uh, so now the very, very quickly, this is only one bullet, but I did want to give a shout out while we're in space to Xenon. And so then there's the theory about aliens that if we can use, let's say we could find a way to get ourselves into a black hole and we wanted to fall into a wormhole onto the other side, which I'm sure at one point in, you know, thousands of years from now, maybe we'll be able to figure out. Uh But if we can use black holes to time travel, which in theory is possible, so could other species. And so in 2019, in 2019, the Metro said that some scientists theorize that aliens are already doing this and they are hopping in and out of either our space or our time or both, our space-time continuum. Which is interesting because that means that like aliens that, you know, alien stories from like the 70s, it would make sense why they saw such a futuristic looking UFO because they just hopped into a, a wormhole I mean, then again, maybe they're just, they have advanced technology. Like, who fucking knows? But it would be another interesting plot point of like, oh, maybe they're from the future and hopped in through a wormhole and found themselves in our universe. Or
2: from the past, and they're just trying to see what's going on. Who knows? Wow, that's fascinating. Because now that, I mean, that goes into, well, I don't know if it does, but I'm going to force it into the thought of like, uh, some people believe cryptids are, you know, can enter Mm -hmm. and leave the, this plane of existence so maybe they're coming through and out and that's why we can't yeah. catch them
1: yeah well there's a lot of people who and a lot of people wanted me to also cover this but um
2: are you sure a, yes you this check? one i'm sure of. in a in a, <laughs> in a
1: in a quick little uh 10 second shout out to what people have been asking is that there's apparently random doors throughout the woods that have no explanation and so some people think it's like an art installment across the world Ew. or like it makes no sense but some people think that's how like cryptids go in and out of different worlds
2: with like a a literal door
1: (laughs) a literal door into a wormhole into the next universe or whatever but so anyway so it's i mean that one i have not covered yet but that it's interesting that you brought that up and this is literally the back doors theory Mm -hmm, so interesting uh but yeah so scientists have theorized that aliens could quote be hopping across the universe using black holes to blast their spacecraft closer to the speed of light. And therefore they can travel through time and space. And they can also probably do it invisibly since they're, if they're going through it, if they're going through a black hole, which has to be faster than the speed of light, then it almost just like how a black hole is invisible because light can't get out their machines and their, their uh. aircrafts might also be invisible and that's why a lot of people say they can't see them <laughs> or why they're flying around in the sky and you can't see them maybe it's because they used they harness the energy from a black hole to power their craft and therefore they're wow. still invisible to us i wonder
2: then why sometimes we see them are they do they want to be seen are they making a mistake like that praying mantis who thought he was invisible I, I think i think of it as if like if xenon wanted to be
1: invisible right now it's almost like going through a black hole is also like going to the gas station and refilling on the energy and so like you oh. get to be invisible for a little bit and then like as your craft gets more visible you're like oh gotta go to another black hole gotta blast. and then and then that would explain also why you only ever see them for a second because I got to go back to the gas station. I don't know.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> and that is not a Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. I'm just
1: trying to think of it as like if you're if they're using the black holes to even harness the to energy fuel, to, right, to right. propel themselves into our universe then and that is what makes them invisible. If I'm trying to explain away why... People only see it sometimes. I would imagine that's like their way of seeing Mm. the like like the low gas symbol on their car of Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. people can see you, you gotta go through another black hole. I don't know. It's a totally random
2: fascinating.
1: It's the only way I can explain it, which is I'm already taking a lot of leaps and bounds here. Because then I wonder Um, why
2: sometimes they vanish in front of you though. Like just poof.
1: There was a gas leak. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You're really asking me
2: to. Uh, I'm sorry. Now I'm just on the with fly you. here. I'm
1: sorry. No, I have, I genuinely have no idea. But the, the official theory goes that they at least use the energy from a black hole to blast themselves into our worlds. Wow. Um, which would also, quote, therefore allow them to travel invisibly. Wow. So in 2020, Sky News also said that there were researchers at the University of Glasgow, Glasgow glasgow right glasgow okay i'm never gonna i am sorry to all of the people uh (laughs) anywhere near that place or who just know how to say it um so there are researchers at the university of glasgow Mm -hmm. okay uh think of it like
2: glasgow glasgow
1: oh okay cool that does help um they proved that black holes could be used to generate energy if you were close enough to them so that also kind of not confirms, but it, um, it it goes along with the previous research that basically yeah. xenon could harness black hole energy if needed.
2: <sighs> On her way to Starbucks drive through yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so uh, progress in the last two years with the backdoors theory is that, um, so in April of 2019, so two years ago, astronomers took the first ever picture of a black hole. Oh. And it was from Galaxy M87, and apparently Professor Falk told BBC News that it, the picture that he was looking at was actually larger than the size of our entire solar system. Oh! So imagine looking at a picture and being like, oh, wow, that's that looks kind of big. And it's like, it's bigger than our entire fucking solar system. That systems. looks kind
2: of big. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but anyway, so just further, uh, we're getting closer because now we can take pictures of actual black holes, that's which amazing. could help us in the theory of like the backdoor theory of are there multiverses on the other side of a black hole singularity which may or may not be a wormhole so in october of last year astronomers also saw a star spaghettificate (gasps) and uh they saw it from 215 million light years away (gasps) that's some good eyesight wow there's also apparently a reenactment on youtube which i have not seen but i imagine it's like, they had an artist draw it out what they saw. Whoa. So, so that's out there if you want to look up October 2020 star spaghettification. When they I'm not saw it sure.
2: spaghettify or whatever, did it? Mm-hmm. Did they see it reassemble or was that not part of what they witnessed?
1: I don't think they would have been able to because that would mean that they could see oh, it on, on the, the other, other side s- of it. Sure. Sure. So
2: okay. um, they only saw
1: it go in and I guess they never saw it come out. Oh, so, if Stephen Hawking, this is the last note that I have, but I just wanted to make a point. If Stephen Hawking had lived one more year, he would have been able to see the thing he had been studying.
2: Oh, ow. Well, maybe on I the know. other side, he's uh, on the other side of the wormhole. I don't know. On the other <laughs> side, he's uh The celestial this.
1: realm. I don't know. The
2: celestial realm. Yes. But
1: anyway, that wasn't a point. That was, uh, I forget what website I I I got that note from... I would have never thought of it on my own, but I saw that point and I was like, that's whoa, Fascinating. Like, Stephen Hawking was so close to being able to see that. And he'd been studying this shit since the 70s, so... Wow, 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 wow. So anyway, that's the backdoors theory.
2: I, listen, I'm all about it. If you had just said people want you to cover that and you did, I'd been like, great, me too. I'm on board. I,
1: I'm glad you liked it. I, it do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it had so many almost... Oh, yeah. Like, relevancies no, that fully. I was like... I guess people want me to cover this and then I didn't even realize until I literally said done and I saved the document and then I was about to go oh, to bed and dear. I was like I was like people did want this right like and so I looked up like on Twitter DMs and I went back in my history and everyone said back rooms theory and I went motherfucker so oh, I thought you
2: said backwoods theory now I'm confused back rooms back rooms theory so that is confusing back door back room they do sound pretty similar
1: so or maybe i did say backwoods earlier and i fucked it up it's, it is can you imagine rooms. if you had said
2: backwoods and then everyone was like <laughs> that's not
1: what we said okay if i said it earlier i'm sorry back rooms theory is what i'll be covering people next are week gonna because... be
2: currently tweeting now saying oh i just got to the part where you corrected yourself
1: uh, yeah sorry <laughs> unless about maybe about that, i just
2: misheard you that could have just been me um, anyway wow.
1: next week i will cover the thing people actually wanted
2: i loved it i'm glad you did this just for me thank you um, I'm You're not going to Google backroom Siri because now I'm just going to be so excited to hear what the difference is because I'm sure they're completely different.
1: <laughs> they are completely different. And I knew that I had done the wrong thing when I was like, backroom Siri, what is that? And so I Googled it really quick. And every, there, were so, there were zero links, by the way, about backdoor series. It was so hard to research. And then backroom series, all of a sudden, it was like, TikTok sensation. And I was like, OK. TikTok so. sensation. Apparently it was like it's like a tr- it's like a thing
2: on TikTok. So. You're like my dad when he bought me an iRiver instead of an iPod. You're like, "Oh, I know what you want. Let me just do the <laughs> I know what the youths want."
1: <laughs> Whoa, that almost all came out of my nose. Oh, sorry. Oh, that so- was I don't want to be Bernie Schaefer and yet the world is uh, against me on that. Yeah,
2: so. the world is proving otherwise. Uh, holy crap um wow well that was very good em i loved it no matter what anybody else thinks i'm sure people will love it uh thank we, you we could always talk about you know em and i would always talk about uh we'd talk about this all day alternate <laughs> universes it is We're fun along.
1: it's just a shame we never get any answers by the end we just get more that frustrated is,
2: i guess but that's the same <laughs> with paranormal right you never really get the answer which is a part of that's the fun, true i guess that's true uh, well, I have a story for you today that also no one asked for, but I don't care because it's fascinating. I'm Yay! gonna read you. I mean, I'm sure people asked back in the day when this was more relevant, but I'm gonna read you um, some song lyrics. I'm not gonna sing them, and I want you to guess by the end if you know what story this is.
1: This is a <laughs> story of Fallout Boy. This
2: <laughs> <laughs> the true crime story. Okay, Patrick. I don't.
1: I I will play along. I
2: do, I just be prepared. I'm not gonna know the answer because I might. never do. Well, okay, we'll try. Okay. I can give them a home, safe and warm, but the law wants to ban me. Can you tell me who's wrong? Every time they move, every time they breathe, I can feel their power. I can feel their beast. Time is a tickin', we'll soon be gone. So you better take a picture. What a sad, sad song. All that Armageddon, such a painful loss when they kill all the tigers in the Holocaust. Cause I saw a tiger, now I understand. I saw a tiger and the tiger saw a man. Well, I saw a tiger, now I understand. I saw a tiger and the tiger saw a man. I mean, I'm gonna guess this is Tiger King joe exotic yay Yay.
1: okay i the only reason that i the only reason is because you said tiger a thousand 85 times times then i kept glancing at you (laughs) the whole if you were looking at me before and my face was just like this i was like what are you talking about but okay that's awesome well you're like uh, a whole pandemic too late for relevancy but i you know what this is actually a I'm going to say a wonderful full circle because the pandemic is finally ending. Uh-huh. We should bookend it with the Tiger King since lit. that's how we all began.
2: Actually, weirdly relevant because I hadn't even thought of this, but at the start, like back in when this movie got huge on Netflix, I guess it must have been last April or May, maybe April, um, Alexander and I did a, an episode of Beach to Sandy uh, where we covered reviews of... Joe Exotic Zoo <gasps> and Carol Baskin Zoo are like, you know, wow. uh whatever they're called. Uh
1: Yeah, the sanctuary or the whatever. The sanctuary. It yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's actually that's that is an eerie start. I hadn't start really thought of the pandemic with one podcast and ended on the other.
2: Yeah, I hadn't thought of that really at all. Um and interestingly I've, I had known about Joe Exotic for a long time, because when we were in Florida the year before, when the bomb cycle, like right after the bomb cyclone incident during flu, for you, um, mm. I had looked up covering the story and it was like, I was just so overwhelmed by the entire thing that I was like, I'm not going to be able to cover this in a live show. And then I completely forgot about it. And then when the Netflix documentary came out a year later, I was like, why does this sound so familiar, <laughs> but like so crazy? Uh, and so I guess every year somehow this story becomes relevant in my life. Unfortunately oh, well, for
1: me. I'm interested to see how it how it formulates next year, but yeah, um, me too. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you're covering it because I tried. I remember I don't to be fair, I don't remember Tiger King at fucking all anymore because so much time has passed. And also, I only got
2: through like the first four. Yeah, like you were the like first not half. into it. I remember being horrified that you were like, I don't get it.
1: I didn't get it. I was like, uh, I think. I don't remember what I, I mean, it was literally so long ago at this point, I don't remember what I didn't like about it, but I was really, I like you told me two of the episodes. Yeah, you told
2: me it was boring, and I was like, how on earth is it Boring.
1: I think at some point I missed like a critical piece of information that bridged things because I remember at one point getting really confused. So I'm really happy that this is okay. I'm, well, thank you. There's nothing really that it.
2: um makes any sense, so I don't. I can't promise any of this will be clear or sensical, but I will tell you the story, and maybe okay. um, maybe you'll find it slightly interesting. We'll see, but. Anyway, those were, of course, the infamous lyrics of singer-songwriter of Tiger King fame, self-described as a gay, gun-toting cowboy with a mullet. We are diving into the man, the conspirator, the prisoner, and the jungle cat slash also uh, wannabe president himself, Joe Exotic. The uh, the enigma himself. The enigma, indeed. Mm. So there are eight episodes of Tiger King. It's a great docu-series, fascinating stuff, um, and so... There. You know, if you want the whole story, check that out. I'm not going to be able to cover all of it. Uh, there's also a reference, uh, a Texas Monthly article by Leif Reichstad uh, that covered a lot of this in written form, which is also helpful. So <laughs> let's get, let's crack into it. We start in Kansas of 1963. Joe Exotic was born Joseph Allen Schreibvogel. You know, <gasps> German. <laughs> How is it? How does it go? Schreibvogel. Uh, which means a writing bird is the direct translation oh, but okay. um it really has no bearing on any of this except that um it's a fun german word it is i i look any opportunity to get you to say
1: something in german i'm gonna it's so fun i just just music on the ears you know? <laughs> i will I'm, say
2: i'm definitely rusty <laughs> so i apologize if i'm messing it up but uh, so his parents, Francis and Shirley, had come from wealthy farming families, uh, but they didn't really show him and his brothers, or his siblings, I guess, much affection. So he didn't, growing up, he didn't really have a lot of, uh, you know, healthy love with his family and siblings, aside from one older brother named Gerald, which is really the greatest name I've ever heard.
1: So so spelled like Gerald, and yet... Actually spelled like Harold with a G. G. <gasps> wow. We're really <laughs> going all over the alphabet today. Okay. We are.
2: It's also, I'm pretty sure, an old Germanic name, so Gerald ah. probably or something, but Gerald is just the greatest. So hmm. Gerald Schreibvogel, I guess you'd say Gerald Schreibvogel, which is quite a name in my opinion. Uh, so he and G- gerald i hope i'm saying it maybe it is gerald <laughs> i'm just pronouncing
1: it wrong <laughs> maybe in america it's gerald but like when he he was originally named gerald and then it got Americanized. it could or be it
2: could be thank you for backing me up on that now that i think about it i'm like oh my god what if i'm completely saying that wrong i mean realistically
1: uh, if i like had to look at a roster and see his name i'd be like oh is harold here like so
2: who? yes okay so it does say it's i mean listen Babynamespedia.com says it's pronounced Gerald, so I'm just gonna go with that. All right. My ultimate source, babypedia, or whatever I said. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, look so. up look up Tiger King next. What is that? <laughs> How far down the list is that one? Like? Where does the the name the surname Exotic come from? <laughs> uh, so let's see. He and Gerald got along because they both shared a love of animals, and uh, to the point that Joe actually would regularly participate in the Future Farmers of America projects, where he'd often bring home all sorts of creatures, including raccoons and ferrets, just you know for fun. Uh, at a young age, it was his dream to live in Africa and see the great beasts there. Which I love that. I love when people just say Africa, like I just want to live in the entire massive continent somewhere in Africa. Just anywhere, any old fucking spot, drop drop me me off. (laughs) So that was his dream, I guess. And when he was 11, the family moved to Wyoming and then ended up later in Texas, where he graduated from high school in 1982. So at age nineteen, this is like a little known fact that I didn't realize uh, when I watched the docu series, is that he became a police officer in nearby Eastvale, which had a population of five hundred and three, and he was soon promoted to chief of police by at the age of nineteen. Hmm. So by age nineteen, Joe Exotic was literally the chief of police of a town it checks out it was a small department only a few officers worked under him uh they didn't have many serious crimes but it is still a wild fact fun fact uh Mm. newsweek even has an article called joe exotic was chief of police as a teenager because of course he was so (laughs) everyone else kind of shares the same sentiment of what the fuck but nothing surprises us anymore so at the time he was living with his girlfriend but soon he ended that relationship to explore the gay nightclub scene And that is where he met his soon-to-be husband, Brian Ryan, at a gay cowboy bar in Dallas. Okay. Fun times. So Joe wasn't comfortable telling his parents about his sexuality. So when one of his siblings outed him to his father, uh, his dad did not respond well at all. Mr. Stripe Vogel did not appreciate Mm. this news. And it was pretty traumatic, according to Joe and... Some people believe that at this point he attempted suicide by crashing his police cruiser over a bridge, uh, which obviously did not kill him, but left him with a broken back. But over time, he has told the Dallas Morning News that someone forced the car off a bridge during a police drug investigation and that it was not a suicide attempt. So nobody's totally sure, but he claims it was part of a drug. Okay chase or drug investigation got it uh so either way he survived but he was severely injured and he decided to move to west palm beach florida to begin a few months of physical therapy he continued his relationship with brian and eventually he got a job working at a pet store (gasps) this is where it Uh all begins so lucky for joe his neighbor i mean this is florida i guess this isn't as weird as it sounds but his, his neighbor also worked at an exotic animal park so uh he just let joe bottle feed the baby lions and monkeys that he'd bring home from the exotic animal farm uh, which is animal dope park. by the way that's amazing like if i if if my whole
1: thing was like oh my neighbor lets me like feed little baby animals that's so cool
2: well mm-hmm. no No, we don't really like exotic animals being, you know, caged and bred in zoos, but... Oh, I wasn't thinking... I thought it was, like,
1: he had, like, a a house and was just, like, fostering, like, a little baby kangaroo or something.
2: No, exotic animal park. A lot of this, I mean, I guess, trigger warning, none of it gets... Some of it gets a little wild, but it's not, like, super gruesome or anything. But, you know, there's nothing good coming out of keeping all these giant animals on... In Florida, on farms. Like, it's just... Just folks, don't do it. Don't exotic pets are not a thing you should be having. I'm just gonna say it unless you, unless you have some sort of like true understanding of how to care for them and they can't be on their own and whatever, yada yada.
1: Unless you're Bindi Irwin,
2: unless you're Bindi, maybe she can do it, right? Uh, and I bet she doesn't even keep a bunch of things in t- small cages in her house. Uh, just saying. Oh, I love Bindi anyway. So, right. So he's like suddenly fascinated. This neighbor's literally just bringing home like animals from the animal park and uh, like lions and monkeys and just like letting them loose in his house. And so Joe would bottle feed them. And uh, in, in 1986, he and Brian married at the bar where they'd met in an unofficial ceremony. And he also bought a pet store with Brian and Geralt. So mm. the three of them bought a pet store in Arlington, Texas. They were back in Texas by this point. And alongside selling reptiles, birds, and small fish, Joe and Gerald began thinking of how to save money, which they do. Now, this is a wild way to save money or make money. They would dumpster dive for materials and then turn them into cat playgrounds and then sell them. (laughs) So... You know, Sounds, it <laughs> doesn't sound like the wildest thing I've ever heard. It is pretty wild, it's but it's DIY in yeah. a really weird way. You're um, just upcycling with free materials, upcycling with trash. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they would sell these cat playgrounds, which I feel like if someone was like, Look, I made this cool cat playground for you, and it was made of like.
1: Tupperware boxes or something dumpster
2: trash. I'd be like, I can tell that's not you know. At least
1: throw some paint on there so nobody (laughs) knows what's going on. Damn, maybe
2: they did because they made money. (laughs) So I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they were better crafters than I am, but they you know they they sold them, saved some money, and using this money they started buying bigger cages for other exotic pets like three banded armadillos, four eyed possums, snakes, etc. But unfortunately, the pet shop would become the target of thievery. So in 1993. Uh, it became the target of snake snatching, mm. uh, which Joe thought was born out of homophobia. In total, seven snakes were stolen, including a red-tailed boa constrictor called Scooby and six pythons. Oh. Oh, boy. So to remedy this or to at least try and uh, protect his store from future burglaries he began sleeping in the store with loaded guns uh in case anyone tried to break in again oh, okay um, so you know just in case jic so the can you imagine if you're walking around like i don't know some small town it's like midnight you're glancing into shop windows and you look in and there's like this <laughs> exotic animal shop all these boa constrictors and there's a man just lying with like an
1: AR. you know As someone who's lived in Fredericksburg. Yeah, I
2: can. (laughs) I can for sure see
1: that I not to say that Fredericksburg like has that and people need to like go rescue animals. But if you told me like, hey, there's a shady pet shop. Actually, there is a shady pet shop in Fredericksburg. I've never even gone near it. I don't think it actually I think it's abandoned now. But um, if you told me someone was in there like with their pet boa constrictors and a gun I'd be like that sounds pretty Virginia <laughs>
2: yeah it sounds like Virginia uh Florida uh Kentucky where I live now it, mm-hmm. it's all pretty on brand so I guess now yeah. that you're saying that I'm kind of like yeah wouldn't I wouldn't shock me
1: I wouldn't be okay with it I would be unnerved but I would like, take
2: a photo for sure for posterity's sake
1: a 1000 yeah 1000
2: maybe not with flash that might end poorly but you know just no, be careful it, yeah you gotta and make sure the volume is off so they
1: don't hear the ka-ching you
2: know? <laughs> to, like, shutter sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need to, to start anything. So, he started sleeping on the floor uh, with a gun, or with multiple guns, and unfortunately, in October of 97, uh, tragedy struck when Gerald died in a car accident, suddenly Ooh. and tragically. So, Yikes. according to Business Insider, Gerald's widow and children were looking to build a soccer field in honor of him, but Joe convinced them he had a better idea. So, okay. instead of... Creating or building a uh, soccer field in his memory, in his brother's memory, he a got a tattoo of him on his arm that you can mm-hmm. see uh, in most of videos or photos of him, and he bought a sixteen acre old horse ranch in Winwood, Oklahoma, with the help of a lawsuit his family had won in relation to Gerald's death. So he had been left with one hundred forty thousand dollars. Convince the family not to build a soccer field, but to instead buy the sixteen acre ranch. And in 1999, the Gerald Wayne Exotic Animal Memorial Park, better known as the GW Zoo, opened with the first Mm. two inhabitants, which were Gerald's pets, a deer and a buffalo. So this is the start of the zoo. It's the start of something. Like, had I known it
1: was like, no, um, like the animals were were in good care, had I known... If I knew that information, I would immediately be intrigued. Of like, we're starting hot with some variety in this place. Like,
2: it is quite I'm, a variety. It's a weird start—a deer and some bu- and a buffalo. It's like, huh? It make it's like, what's what's next? I could literally not begin you have to guess. No clue, right? Uh, so soon to follow, I'll tell you what came next: a mountain lion, a bear, and then in two thousand. Joe got a call from a game warden telling him that someone had abandoned two tigers in a backyard, so he went to pick them up, named them Tess and Tickles, and brought them back to his zoo. So okay. that's where the tiger thing began. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So in 2001, two years later, GW Zoo was now home to 89 big cats and a 1,000 other exotic animals. Uh, Business Insider gives some good context in that Mike Tyson once owned three tigers, as many of us know, which cost him four thousand dollars a month for food to feed them so essentially if you're thinking three tigers cost four thousand a month just in food alone this Mm -hmm. place now has 89 big cats and a thousand other exotic animals so the expenses must be through the roof yeah yeah you know i don't know the numbers but it must be wild so i
1: mean not like 90 big cats times four thousand a month is like three hundred sixty thousand not including the other thousand animals right I would say probably like a nice chunk
2: of a million dollars. Like, yeah. Well, I mean that's month? just that's also just food. That's not even like um, Whew. you know, housing and yeah, medical care and whatever else you have going on there. Insurance, I assume. Uh, but you never know with all these people. So you let's don't say, know. Let's
1: say I'm like two million, two million a month.
2: <laughs> I'm As not going to say expected. either way because I have no clue, and I don't want to get in any sort of hot water. But it is—it sounds like it's a lot of money. um So whatever it was, he needed a way to make his money back, um, and so he would start charging $25 to hold a cub for a few minutes, and another $25 of the for a photo of the interaction. Uh, And this was on top of general admission, which was $15 a person or $10 for any child under 12. Um, So that's kind of how he was making his money back at this point. But unfortunately, around this time, Brian also passed away, this time from HIV complications. And in the Tiger King docuseries, you don't really hear much about him, but apparently Joe was, like, devastated by Brian's death. He apparently passed away in Joe's truck as he was trying to drive him home. So, like, just really... Uh tragic and traumatizing uh and so after brian's death joe started a new business venture slash scheme to try and bring more revenue in for the gw zoo and that would be a traveling show Mm. so here we go on this like now it's like basically a traveling circus he's got going here so under the name joe exotic joe began performing magic shows with the cubs and according to a a new york magazine profile uh this kind of show uh would bring in a lot of money once it brought in like for one event it brought in uh about 24 grand so he was making like big chunks of change bringing these animals around to like malls and shopping centers and doing like shows with the tigers so there's a wondering podcast called joe exotic tiger king and uh one of joe's old assistants aaron stone revealed on that podcast one bizarre incident that happened on one of the tours which I'm just going to quote him and say, at one show, the centerpiece illusion involved a loud explosion and pyrotechnic display clearing to reveal a tiger in a cage, which had appeared on stage. Unfortunately for the tiger and Joe, the loud noise made the tiger really stressed and it would cower in the back of the cage every time. So Mm. when Joe noticed this, he conjured a plan uh, and he got some orange and black spray from a fancy dress shop and he painted a sheep orange and then added black stripes to it. (laughs) However, the sheep, obviously, was also freaked out by the noise. So Aaron, this assistant, had to hide in the cage with the sheep slash tiger, but really a sheep, uh, to keep it calm. And when the pyrotechnics went off, Aaron was revealed cuddling this sheep on stage. And Uh. when audience members asked Joe later what creature that was, he told them it was a tiger. (laughs) So Uh. it was literally a sheep painted orange or black. But he told everyone it was a tiger. Okay. Okay. so. This business venture became hard to maintain because according to the animal welfare guide, cubs are only safe to handle between four weeks and 12 weeks old. So in order to continue his stream of income, he needed a steady stream of tiger cubs. Uh So you guessed it. He started breeding them because he needed to get them from somewhere. The easiest way is make them yourself, I suppose. So that is what he started doing. Yikes, indeed. So while... His business was going steady at this point. His romantic life was kind of coming back together. And in 2002, after Brian's death, uh, Joe, who at this point was 39, married 24-year-old J.C. Hart-Pence. And they had met because J.C. was an events producer and was helping out with the magic shows. Um, and even though they kind of took off with a bang, the two of them, uh, their relationship turned toxic pretty quickly. <clears throat> Let me give you an example. In mid two thousand three, Hartpence or Jay Z? No, Jay Z. Oh my God, J C. Oh my God, yikes. Then Jay Z showed up. Okay, <laughs> and, and then so did
1: my lawsuit. Yeah,
2: yeah yikes. Now I'm sued. Okay, so J C. walked into the off the zoo's office and he found a piece of paper on his desk. It was a printed color photograph of the zoo's largest tiger, Goliath, eating a slab of meat. And in white letters over the picture was typed, J.C.'s remains. And attached was a post-it note that said, if you don't get your shit together, this is going to be your reality. So now he's being threatened uh, with his life. And later that year, things got so bad that J.C. ended up pointing a loaded gun at Joe and saying he wanted out. So that's how they split. Whoa. Yeah. Healthy, healthy breakup. So in the docu-series, J.C. was not featured much either. Uh, however, later he was found guilty of aggravated indecent liberty with a child under the age of 14. He was entered into the sex offender registry and is currently serving life in prison for a murder unrelated to Joe. Uh, so that's where we left wow. off with J.C. Not Jay-Z. J.C., to be uh-huh. clear. Yep. Please, lawyers, yep. help. Uh, And shortly after breaking down of marriage number two, Joe struck up a relationship with 19-year-old John Finley, who Mm. also worked at the zoo and, of course, became a fan favorite in the Tiger King docuseries. So as Joe's zoo grew and his traveling show booked event after event, he started getting more and more attention. And with that came more and more criticism um, from animal rights groups and federal regulators who were like, hey, this man's (laughs) touring around with a bunch of tigers that he's breeding himself and like Ugh. putting off fireworks and letting like yeah children it's not it's like sticky beyond children not hold cute. them it's disgusting so he started getting a lot more attention and criticism and then in July of 2004 the Oklahoman published an article about a disabled lion cub named Angel that had been born at the zoo uh, and was had disabilities because of inbreeding because he was breeding these cats to the point that they were, you know, having being inbred and causing problems that way genetically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one activist piped up saying no legitimate animal animal sanctuary would allow that to happen. And guess who that activist was? None other Carol than the one Baskin? and only Carol Baskin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Enters the scene. <laughs> now, Carol Baskin became a hit character.
1: Sure did. Sure I did. Know, I at least know who Carol Baskin is a year later. Especially that. Like- <laughs> Fucking song! Oh uh,
2: my god. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna talk more about Carol Baskin, our basically secondary main character here. So Carol Baskin, about twelve hundred miles away in Tampa, was hyper aware of Joe Exotic and his work. In nineteen ninety one, at the age of twenty, she had married wealthy real estate investor Don Lewis, who was twenty two years her senior. And in nineteen ninety two, Carol and Don attended an animal auction where she made her first purchase. So there was a bobcat named Windsong who went up for auction and she overheard a bidder saying that he was, quote, going to club the cat over the head and stuff it. So Carol hears this and is like, well, now we have to get this cat. Like, we can't just leave this bobcat to be, you know, stuffed and killed by this fucking asshole. So they had no murdered, he murdered. So they had no option but to buy Windsong themselves. And when they brought Winsong home, they realized she needed a playmate, so they found a man in Minnesota who agreed to sell them a second bobcat. And when they rolled up at this man's place, they were confronted by a metal shed full of bobcats that were being bred and then slaughtered for their fur. Don't wear Ooh. fur. Um, Whoa. Again, Carol and Don were like, shit, we can't just leave them here. Um, and so they were but to buy all of them. And by all of them, I mean all 56 of them so he's louise they went to pick up one bobcat and left with 56 oh no boy. big deal no big
1: deal look and then that that other that poor fucking wind song was like i just wanted one I friend just wanted like a playmate. <laughs> you just gave me an entire like high school worth of friends i don't want this <laughs> yeah. they're already forming cliques they already know each other now oh, i'm the new kid i hate this
2: oh my god this is my home first yeah So now they suddenly had 57 bobcats, I guess, including Winsong, and this was the beginning of their housing exotic cats, which resulted in the acquiring of 40 acres of land where they built their now famous or infamous big cat rescue. So as news of Carol's sanctuary spread, she became overwhelmed with calls from people asking, like, about different zoos and sanctuaries and, like, which ones were, you know okay, or they would call and say, like, hey, this place... which
1: one's legitimate? Yeah,
2: yeah. Or, like, hey, just a heads up, this place is, like, clearly not... It's mistreating its animals, yada, yada. Right. So she's getting millions of calls, and so she decides to create a website to compile all this information in one place, and she calls it 911animalabuse.com. She also, at this point, begins uploading content onto YouTube, which she usually begins with her catchphrase, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, uh, and this is where one of her many fun quirks comes into play is born. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't start this episode with that. <laughs> I know. Well, it was either the song lyrics or, you know, is a guessing game or just throw you right into the Carol Baskin mix, which, mm-hmm. you know, and I will say, I think one fun future, fun is not a great word, uh, future story could be Carol Baskin and that whole uh Oh, we're drama. not co- we're not covering that today. We do not have room for that today. Okay. But okay. we co- we talk about it. But I don't cover the entire story. There's a lot behind it. Um, we'll <laughs> get to it. But yeah. So if I ever do that, then maybe we'll start with, "Hey, all you cool cats and kittens." That'd be great. Yes, that's a great idea. I have to remember that. So, as heroic as Carol may seem, um, people have questioned like how her business venture is so completely dissimilar from people like Joe's. Um, some have even speculated that Joe's animal cages were bigger and cleaner. But, you know, there's just debate back and forth. Like, well, Carol, if you're saying, you know, he shouldn't be treating animals this way, why are you going to Minnesota and buying animals to be friends with your right. other animal? Like, you know, people get into debates about this. I mean, I don't know specifically, but that's just just pointing it out both sides of the story. So there is also a darker side to this woman's story that we kind of just hinted at, which is that On August 21st, 1997, um, her husband, Don Lewis, disappeared. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don disappeared. And Carol reported him missing. Uh, She hadn't heard from him in three days. And he had told her he was a pilot. And he had told her he was flying out to Costa Rica on the 18th. They found Don's van in Pilot County's airport parking lot, but he was nowhere to be found. So in 2002, which was five years later, uh, she had him legally declared dead. And that's notable because, well, people use this to argue against her being involved with the death. But essentially, like the moment it was legal to declare him dead, she had him declared dead, uh, despite no proof that he had died, if that makes sense.
1: Like there was no sign of like any hope being held out or anything. It was like it was almost like she was waiting for the exact moment that she could call and
0: declare it.
2: Yes, 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 exactly. So it was like, even though there was no sign he had died she had him declared dead which is legal so it's not like oh you can use that right really as evidence but people use that to kind of prove their point Mm -hmm. um so she was never really a suspect like an official suspect in his disappearance but she was accused responsible for his murder by the media and uh notably by don's children and ex-wife who thought she had something to do with it okay because two months before he disappeared he actually had filed a restraining order against carol And he had claimed that Carol had threatened to kill him and had taken his gun away so he couldn't protect himself. And yeah, so there's like all the shadiness that occurred before he vanished that his family was like, hold on, like we have information here. So Don's ex-wife Gladys and his children all claim he had told them he was planning on leaving Carol and believed she was dangerous. And uh, a year later in 2003, after she had declared him dead, Carol married chairman of her advisory board, Howard Baskin, and they are still together to this day. Uh, you can see them wearing cute cat face paint together in their videos. They are quite a pair, quite a duo.
1: Couple of kittens.
2: Couple of cool cats and kittens, if you do say <laughs> so yourself. So back to 2004, Carol Baskin is like enemy, public enemy number one to exotic animal owners and private zoo operators all over America through her. Nine Hundred and Eleven animalabusecom website. She's tracking violations of animal rights across the country, and the backlash she receives is immense. She is hated so much uh, that once she opens her mailbox to find it full of snakes.
0: <gasps>
1: yeah, wow, a nightmare. Yeah, you could. N- I could be nightmare. doing the. Th- I could be doing the thing I love more than anything in the world, and if I found out that I got a mailbox full of snakes, I'd be like, I'm never doing that thing again. Mailbox full of snakes is if, if really someone the said, like, if all of a sudden I got snakes with a note that said, never nap or eat steak again, I'd be like, I guess I'm a changed person now. I <laughs> guess like,
2: I'm never sleeping again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I got a thing of snakes with no note, I'd probably never sleep again anyway. So okay, I guess fair. we'd both be in the same boat. Right, um, just really awake and nervous for the rest of the lives. Just super awake. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she finds a- This is this is basically just to indicate how people are. How much they hate her and how much they're outright threatening her. So um, she'd often find online news articles about Joe's magic shows. And at this point, he is fully aware of how much she does not like him and is calling him out. And he fucking detests her. Mm -hmm. So uh he is aggravated as hell um she would often go online find articles about his magic shows and leave angry comments about the how he breeds his cubs and how like unethical inhumane it was um and and it even got to the point where she would get her followers to like bombard the places that were booking him with emails and calls questioning like like they would call for example the mall he had a show at the next day and be like oh so you're endorsing animal abuse and all this stuff and so she was basically getting his shows canceled and like lose, losing him business um by calling the people who were hiring him or having her followers call so mm-hmm. suddenly carol started getting calls and emails of people asking wait a second if you're so against joe exotic then why are you sponsoring his new road show and oh. she's like sorry what well, it turns out that Joe had begun using Carol Baskin's Big Cat Rescue name and logo to advertise his shows. Oh my god! So just fully.
1: Did, she, did he do that just to piss her off? Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's like, "What do you mean I'm endorsing it?" And they were like, "Your fucking name and logo are all over his like traveling circus." And she was wow. like, No, it's not. And it uh, turns out it was. So in January of two thousand eleven, Carol rightfully, if I do say so, sued him in federal court for trademark infringement. I mean, that's about as as blatant. Sure, that's not as, as blatant. You can blatant. Get. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like okay. Um, that's like if Z B like started saying he goes no that would never happen if he
1: if he started ghost hunting under our name and that's why we drink that's called a dream that's first called
2: of all. wow we're fine we finally made it you're right you're right that's called
1: you do whatever you want zach bagans that's fine you know I'm what i'm cool gonna leave it. him out of this
2: equation because i feel like anybody could turn this around on me and be like well what about what you do so i'm gonna leave it leave it be okay my bad okay. sorry zach <laughs> stepping back don't sue me.
1: Okay. Finally, we found a limit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As I lift my blanket with his face. Up to my chin.
1: You know, by the way, like,
2: this all stemmed out of
1: just, you should have just tweeted someone back.
2: That's all this was. You know what, ZB, <laughs> if you had just done the simple thing and tweeted me back, we wouldn't be in this mess today. Do you hear that?
0: Just oh thought you should know.
2: M said it first. Okay. So... Right, so she sues him for trademark infringement. And as court proceedings follow, Joe began his own internet warfare. He built his own TV studio at his zoo to broadcast Joe Exotic TV on his website. Uh, These clips are on YouTube. They are as batshit as they sound. And alongside (laughs) releasing marketing material for the GW Zoo, he essentially just used Joe Exotic TV to direct anti, to like create anti Carol Baskin's hate campaigns right. so this ranged from slandering her like he coined the famous phrase that bitch carol baskin which mm-hmm. has become now like a meme and is all over merchandise on etsy not that i've looked but i totally have uh, <laughs> and he created videos for research for research it's <laughs> just for research okay to anybody checking our bank account where i may or may not have no i didn't order anything <laughs> only okay. on my card i promise I did actually when we did that episode on Beachy Sandy I did order my brother a cool cats and kittens. Oh no, it it was a um a wine or a beer mug that said I like to drink wine and rescue bobcats. So, you know. Perfect. I bought him that <laughs> mug. It's pretty cool. I got it. You also say.
1: cut his hair to look like Joe Exotic too. Oh, so that's right.
2: Yeah, we had a weird You've done a lot of Ew. damage We've in terms a... of Tiger King action. We've I've been gotten too close to the story for some god knows what reason, but for some reason. Yes. <laughs> Good point. I forgot about that. So, anyway, he has this TV studio. He's, like, directing these anti-Carol Baskin campaigns, um, you know, everything from that bitch Carol Baskin to creating videos of him firing guns at random things like mattresses and toying with explosives, warning her and other animal rights activists to not fuck with him, essentially, like, threatening, you know, shooting things and being like, don't mess with me, yada yada. Mm. Uh, In one instance, for example, in 2012, he said the following... For Carol and all of her friends that are watching out there, if you think for one minute I was nuts before, I am the most dangerous exotic animal owner on this planet right now. And before you bring me down, it is my belief that you will stop breathing. Got that? Oh, So he's not being subtle. Let's just put it that way. In February of 2014, Joe dressed up a blow-up doll with a blonde wig and started talking to it saying, You want to know why Carol Baskin better never, ever, ever see me face-to-face ever, ever, ever again? And then he shot the pistol at the doll's head and continued, that is how sick and tired of this shit I am. So, mm. he's
1: just... I don't... I mean, there's nothing to say about that. Just like, okay, my guy. Yeah. It's a little too much. I
2: think well. it's, a, it's a little much. And, uh-huh. you know, picture him it's with his a mullet. It's not a cute look. No, it's not a cute look. I mean, his mullet is a little bit... No, not even that.
1: Oh, I can't... Stop. I think I, I... Every time I watched, I couldn't think about anything except his little eyebrow ring and how oh. it was only dangling by a thread i guess just wanted to rip it off oh just, oh it, m, oh but no it, it wouldn't have even hurt him it, it was like a centimeter into his face eh. it was like it barely there so anyway
2: i if you I remember don't know what need, this fella looks like folks google him it is google joxotic and you will out of see. sight
1: out of He's sight out of sight you don't know but what his, you're missing. His eyebrow thing specifically, I remember just watching it being like, if that thing got torn out of his eyebrow, he wouldn't even feel it. It's that like literally like se- it's seconds away from falling off on its own anyway. So. Well, that
2: is probably why you were distracted. Uh, I really
1: couldn't listen to him whenever it was a close-up of his face and I could see it just like it's pretty holding horrific. on for dear life. <laughs> it's
2: pretty horrific stuff. Um, Yikes, I forgot about that uh, eyebrow piercing. So... Basically, he's shooting blow-up dolls, pretending they're Carol, and saying, like, outright threatening her. Um, and around this time, Joe had hired a new employee that, if you watch the show, you will recognize, named Travis Maldonado, age 19, who had come from California and was struggling with an addiction to meth. And similar to what happened with John Finley, Joe took an immediate liking to Travis, and a couple months later, in what was probably one of the more, more memorable parts of this docuseries, uh, they all got married to one another. So, Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Okay. They had a three-person wedding. Uh, and I don't mean three-person including the officiant. I mean a three-person... <laughs>
1: <laughs> in that case, you, me, and Blaze got married
2: back That's in right. 2018. We, we had a three-person <laughs> wedding. That's right. Uh, let's consider this a four-person wedding, I guess. So he, Travis, okay. and uh, John Finley all got married, sort of. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how this really works illegally, but um the ceremony was zoo themed they Uh had an orange and black striped cake the flower Uh girls were dressed up as monkeys and the ring and by the way the the three of them getting married were wearing these like hot pink button downs it is a wild look
1: yeah
2: yeah if you like look up a photo it is bonkers
1: (laughs) You know, it sounds. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like if I was invited to the wedding, I wouldn't go. Like, oh, I would sure. have gone to that wedding and um, for research, we, <laughs> for, for pure entertainment, actually, and um, also a
2: piece of cake.
1: <laughs> I. It's got to be the weird. Actually, I would not eat the cake. I feel like it was like made of animals or something. Yeah, I don't want to
2: know what's in the cake.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I don't. You said you don't know, so it's stupid of me to ask when you literally said you don't know. But, um. Was Do you know if the wedding, like, was had to be done in Utah or something? Or, like, where there's, like, like polygamy is? No, out?
2: they did it right there. I think. Um, or were they, I, they all, like, they,
1: civil unions?
2: You know, they did cover this in the show. And I don't. I did not write it down. And it's been a long time since I actually watched the show. Uh, but they did have a full-on ceremony. So you're right. It might have been, like, a technicality, maybe a civil union between two of them. And a, I, I'm not totally sure. But I, I think okay. they do cover it in the show. Um, but they did it right there at the at the zoo um the party of a lifetime party of i do regret not being invited to that i was probably <laughs> i don't know how old i was we were you like probably
1: <laughs> would not have understood the gravity in many ways of, of what, what you i were I was witnessing <laughs> yeah.
2: and what i was apparently in the background of dressed as a monkey yeah i think maybe <laughs> i wouldn't know what i was getting myself into so it's probably for the best Uh, but so they had this wedding they had an orange and black striped cake uh the flower girls were dressed up as monkeys and the ring bearer was dressed up as a crested black macaque which is a very uh, i googled this i watched some youtube videos they're very very smart primates um fascinating stuff just you know Hmm. if you're interested in that kind of thing uh so you know he had a vision and he carried it out certainly uh (laughs) 210%. 210% Sure
1: did. Mm-hmm. You know what? He had the wedding of his dreams and everyone deserves that. Every, so You know,
2: this is the third wedding or maybe the fourth depending on if you count both of these as two. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, he might uh, you know what it's about time he gets that wedding of his dreams if, look
1: if i if i if i were getting married and i said "Christina, i want you to dress up like a monkey you better say ooh, ooh, ah, ah, you know like Christine you're in who <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I, actually i'd like to be an owl as you know i've been working on my character
1: look i wouldn't put you in anything less than an owl. i mean a, f- a full just on display wings and all 18 you know, feet we'll, tall we'll all bow down to you and uh
2: Maybe there's some government conspiracy surrounded around Do that. Do some so. pagan rituals that aren't really pagan rituals. Dance around. Yeah, exactly. It'll be fun, I think. It'll be fun. You'd be the Owl Queen. Yes, I s- would be. Instead of the Tiger King. All yes, right. I w- Oh, I didn't get it. I'm stupid. I'm like, sure, oh. yeah. <laughs> <I'm>
1: <laughs> okay, like, moving on. Moving that's on quickly. exactly
2: what I'd be. Okay.
1: Sprinting away from this conversation.
2: Flying away with my big, big wings. Okay, so the wedding in 2014 was a high point in what turned out to be otherwise a very shitty year for joe so his relationship with john finley soon began to fall apart the park had dominated their lives and joe had also become obsessed with the traction that joe exotic tv was inevitably receiving because how could this not become some sort of internet sensation or truly right like it's just meant to be a netflix docuseries (laughs) uh so in what was a messy breakup on august 18 2014 finley attacked joe and was arrested and charged with assault and battery and on top of this, Joe also that year lost the copyright infringement lawsuit, not shocking, uh, filed by Carol Baskin, and now owed her a million bucks. So Ooh. it was just, I mean, he should have seen that coming. I'm sorry. Like, I get that you're trying to piss her off and it worked, but like... But
1: there are consequences to there your actions, are. my friend. <laughs> Unfortunately,
2: this time at least, there are. Uh, so it was decided after a long settlement that Joe would pay her in monthly payments and a contract was sent over, but he just never responded. <laughs> And that is until a wealthy but fraudulent businessman named Jeff Lowe, a recent customer of the GW Zoo and a new friend of Joe's. So essentially this guy just shown up and been like, what's up? What's going on here? This place Mm -hmm. looks cool. And then become his friend and decided to partner up in business with him. So. They had gone skydiving together um, in 2015, and I guess that's enough to bond you for a lifetime. I think uh, so.
1: In times of conflict, people really band together, and you're falling out of the sky. So that adrenaline
2: rush will really connect you, you know?
1: If I hated somebody on the ground, once we're jumping out of a plane together, I love you. Like, I'm like, you were all I had. <laughs> you were pl- the only— Plummeted to
2: the earth. Exactly. You are my one link to, to life.
1: Maybe the the key to uh, if you have like a bully, a high school bully, just go skydiving with them and just throw them off an airplane. Yeah, it'll feel good from beginning to end. Because like be. by the
2: end you'll have a friend. Cathartic experience, I would say. Mm. Um, and maybe a fraudulent business partner. You never know.
1: Maybe maybe an
2: attempted at murder. I don't know. If you Who's to say? I don't know. Find out. So this guy, right? So this guy, Jeff. Low, He agreed to put the zoo in his own name so that the property would never be given away to Carol. If Joe couldn't make the payments, the zoo wouldn't be taken from him because Mm -hmm. now it's under Jeff's name. Right. So although uh, this was like a huge godsend to Joe that somebody agreed to do this for him, um, even though they went skydiving... (laughs)
1: i mean i under i understand the shadiness of like so you
2: only went skydiving and had one experience together and now you're just handing over your business to this person well so what i'm saying is even though they went skydiving believe it or not their relationship (gasps) quickly soured
1: oh no damn so you know what everything i said about skydiving with your high school bully shockingly that's not a good idea shockingly this Um, advice might not work You know, with Jeff, the Jeff Lowe when those episodes came out, that's when I started getting bored. Because I think I totally didn't understand, like, why it he was. It was confusing. Just...
2: I actually remember that, too. And I remember being like, wait, he's... And, you know, I, I remember specifically drinking way too much during one episode and going, like, who's that guy again? It's, and there's, I will say there's a lot of Jeffs, Joes, Johns. Like, it, the Jays do get confusing. I, mm-hmm. I have to put that out there. But so this Jeff skydiving fella, uh, he puts the zoo under his name to protect Joe from carol's lawyers essentially taking it from him but they have big personalities and they're they start butting heads and, and bigger cats and b- even bigger cats <laughs> this is a big story we're in florida what else do you expect <laughs> uh and so while this is happening carol is like hello i'm still trying to get my million dollar settlement and uh this is now when everything kind of bubbles up for joe and his hatred of this woman manifests in a very baffling way so in another memorable moment of tiger king on september 18th 2015 joe releases a song about carol baskin called here kitty kitty okay and here are some of the lyrics i'll do a a slam poetry type reading for you please do I'll, i'll snap to it in my head yes thank you So if you're ever down in Tampa on a big cat refuge, don't pick a fight with your wife because it's a big 40 acres, and if you're not careful, you'll be gone in a blink of an eye. Mm. No bones, no remains, but that won't change the fact that Don sure ain't coming back. But you can't prosecute. There's just no use. There's nothing left but tiger tracks. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Mama's got some treats for you. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Well, you can't find this taste in the zoo. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Well, Mama Carol, she sure loves you oh here kitty kitty mama made this for you so that's cute uh so (laughs) so okay so this
1: guy doesn't learn because like now he's like just publicly announcing or declaring that this person murdered her husband correct and like you already have a lawsuit that you're you already owe her a million
2: bucks (laughs) and yeah
1: it's like okay like he doesn't he he's doubling down i feel like and that's he's exactly
2: like, he's like i've lost it like i can't lose anymore like what do i have to lose essentially he's like i already lost my more money, money. <laughs> more, more money. money your entire zoo your livelihood your your freedom not yeah. being in jail i mean but mm-hmm. i guess that part didn't come through uh mentally so he sounds like he's a uh a little short-tempered he doesn't i don't think he thinks things yeah, through he's short-sighted in that way uh for sure um mm-hmm. for sure kind of Mm -hmm. end of story i think that's really all there is to it so yes we have a claim here that carol baskin murdered her ex-husband don or i guess not ex-husband are you ex-husband at that point your deceased husband your your late late husband husband? late husband right yeah we got at least presumed late because again nobody's ever found him so right there's now a claim that joe exotic has made on his lovely tv channel that carol baskin has murdered her husband don And this theory arises, obviously perpetuated by Joe, that either Carol fed Don's remains to her tiger's, or his remains are in Carol Baskin's septic tank. So he's just, like, having the time of his life spreading these rumors. And the description Joe Exotic puts under the Here Kitty Kitty video is as follows. There is one way to get a message across, and that is with music. Okay, well... I wouldn't say that's the one way, but I guess it is a way. Uh, Yeah, definitely on the list. (laughs) It's on the list. There is one way to get a message across, and that is with music. Everyone loves music. It is believed that in 1997, a woman in Tampa, Florida, killed her husband and fed him to the Tigers in order to get all of his property and money. People Magazine even did a story on it. Enjoy the video and share with your friends. In this world, if you can sleep at night and you have enough money, you can get away with just about anything. Hmm. So he's really out there. You know, Mm I'm trying to take her name down. And at this point, it is also revealed that Carol had Don declared dead as soon as it was legal for her to do so, despite there being no real evidence that he had died. So that didn't help her cause, I guess. Right. And however, that being said, she had hired a private detective in 1998 to try and solve this mystery. And uh, the detective had nothing but nice things to say about her. And according to this private detective and the police, she had done everything to cooperate, had according to them, wanted to find Don. And so, you know, it's kinda his word with no proof against her word, with not really proof. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of an iffy situation. Yikes. Uh yeah. Yikes indeed. So this is a good way to put it. She's commented in the past, uh, can you imagine having people think you killed your husband or wife and not being able to prove otherwise? Without a body, there's nothing I can do to clear my name. So she really like, what does she have to stand on? You know what I mean? Like he really I mean, what like, he wants.
1: Yeah. I mean well, am I like allowed conspiracy. am I allowed to feel for her
2: like yeah well yeah okay. I mean she, what someone's accusing her of murdering her husband with no proof. I know if I we mean, were gonna
1: find out like in a sudden twist in the episode I missed that she actually oh, did right. it
2: no <laughs> so. no that's what I'm saying we might have to do a future episode on that story because sure. uh, there's it's quite a tale and there's not really an answer because to this day no one really knows what happened to Don Lewis maybe we will find out but if he was fed to tigers there probably would be no trace of him and maybe we'll never know. So.
1: Oh. And what happened with um the guy the guy that took the company the the guy that um oh, Joe oh, exotic...
2: oh, uh Jeff?
1: Yeah, what so what happened with him?
2: Um he's coming up in my next couple bullets. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I will actually tell you shortly. Okay. Uh and I would go into it now but then I I always tend to I ad lib, and then I lose my place, and then I you, know, you what know what happens. It's chaotic. yeah um, So anyway, who knows what happened to Don? Maybe we'll find out someday. But back to Joe Exotic. So he's released this music video about Carol, uh, but then it gets to the point where Joe approaches a former strip club owner named James. So we have another J name, by the way, James Gerritsen, Oof, to okay. ask whether he knows any hitmen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey. Huh. Cool. Awesome. Nice hey, to you. Hey, random question now that I've just met you. Ah! Curiosity, you know hey, what's man? your favorite color? Also, yeah. I have another question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he said he wanted a woman named Carol Baskin dead, and he offered him ten thousand dollars for the job if he could find him a hitman. Okay, so uh, thankfully, this never, negotiation never went anywhere. Then in February of 2017, Joe asks new, a new employee named Ashley Webster, uh, who's now working at the zoo, whether she'd be willing to kill carol baskin for a few thousand dollars and she awkwardly dismissed the conversation then immediately quit her job as one as a normal person would because what the fuck your boss is asking you this not a good sign so she quits the job this ashley woman and she leaves a voicemail for carol baskin warning her hey just so you know this joe who was my boss is like running around asking people to kill you so just a heads up uh anyway bye i gotta Mm. find a new job i guess So it doesn't stop there because in late August, the strip club owner, Gerritsen, uh, was pulled into an office with Jeff. So this is the other zoo owner guy who who now owns the zoo. So Jeff has a picture on the computer of Carol Baskin's property in Tampa. And the strip club owner, Gerritsen, remembers, he started showing me easy ways to kill her. He showed me Baskin's favored bike paths, pointed out the location of the gift shop at her sanctuary, and showed images of her house. And it turns out Joe also had a thick folder containing info about Carol that could help a hitman go murder her. So now Jeff and Joe are both kind of trying to get rid of Carol, I guess. So Jeff's on
1: board. Why is... why? Yeah, I was going to say,
2: why is Jeff so on board? Probably because the whole zoo is the whole operation is being threatened you know oh, okay is my guess and it's now under his name so he's got to yeah, care about it is my and guess Didn't he
1: also i feel like the last episode i saw was when they introduced him didn't he have like a wild backstory too yes he is a okay criminal <laughs> like yeah. he definitely
2: is a fraud like like a he's down character. to murder somebody yeah he's down to dtm you know allegedly allegedly know. allegedly yes precisely See,
1: he he's more down than i would be let's put it that way i would say I <laughs> on would a scale yes.
2: i'm closer to the no on versus... the gradient and he's just like eh, maybe he's like mm. and that's all i'll say on the matter <laughs> yeah allegedly. um allegedly so thankfully because ashley had informed carol baskin about the death threat baskin had hired an agent named matthew bryant to work with her against joe on the murder for hire case so she hires this guy named matthew and is like uh, someone's trying to kill me. I need help. So, as part of Matthew Bryant's plot, the agent, he was able to get strip club owner Gerritsen on his side, and he said, "Okay, I know they've been approach like Jeff and Joe have been approaching you to kill Carol Baskin or to find someone to kill her. Will you please be a confidential informant for mm. me and Carol Baskin? So, and uh, to to let you know by." by this point the strip club owner guy is not a fan of joe's like i mean a lot of people who seem to spend time with him don't become a fan of his or over time turn from becoming a fan into no longer a fan i guess right so he doesn't like joe exotic to begin with so when this agent is like okay will you be a an informant for us then he's like okay so he puts on he starts wearing recording devices to try and capture joe's conversations In the literal first conversation that uh, he captures with Joe. (laughs) Okay. The literal first one on September 29th, 2017. Joe said, she won't stop until somebody shoots her. Her day is coming, man. So he's like, well, this is easier than I thought. I (laughs) I know. I was going to
1: say, wow, apparently an informant is not a difficult job.
2: (laughs) Yeah, at least not with this guy. Because, uh... they make it look hard in the tv shows but uh yeah he just walked in and said what about carol what do you think about carol and uh that's about all it took so that should have been his cue of being like what do you mean what do i think of (laughs) her hang on haven't i told you the many ways just watch my tv channel right so the following months had the biggest snowball effect so on october 6 2017 travis maldonado died at 23 years old and this was some footage. I don't know if you saw this episode. I, I did see this one. Yeah, so this one's he, horrific. It's a gun accident. A gun accident, precisely. So he, uh, the, the footage is shown on the documentary via security cameras that happened to be running at the time. Travis was joking around with the staff. He had a pistol in his hand. Uh, He thought the gun wouldn't fire. He fired it at his own head as kind of just a joke, and it went off. Like, see, it's unloaded. Yeah. I mean,
1: literally the the horror tale you hear from every parent. The
2: thing that they say in any gun... Yeah, not that I've taken one, but that you hear, like, never... Always assume a gun is loaded and ready to fire, right?
1: Well, like, growing up, like... I was always told like if a friend says like oh you want to go see my dad's gun look it's not loaded and then they accidentally shoot themselves.
2: yeah you know? Exactly. You just have to assume the worst because things do happen. Yeah. Um so that's exactly what happened. He didn't think it was loaded and he uh pointed it at his own head and he died. So really tragic especially because they had the footage of it and at this point Joe kind of began unraveling. Um he was very close with Travis. It was really disturbing. Uh, so in october of 2017 he was expecting a shipment of animals from a circus manager and he realized he didn't have enough space for the incoming animals and this is where it gets pretty fucked up again uh mm-hmm. he decided he was going to shoot five of his tigers to make mm-hmm. space for the new animals so and this he, is confirmed
1: he decided to yes. do yes he wow. said they were
2: aging tigers however a longtime zoo employee named eric howell uh deemed them perfectly healthy And later testified that there was no reason these tigers needed to be shot. The only reason they were killed is because he was trying to make space for these new animals that were coming in. Mm. So, yeah. So the zoo hired a new employee named Alan Glover. And Joe immediately noticed that Alan had a teardrop tattoo under his eye. So uh-huh. he's like, oh, my God, you've killed someone. Finally, well, the guy great, you're not for.
1: afraid to. And therefore, I can ask you, uh, can therefore, you, you, you want another teardrop on your face? Yeah,
2: you'll understand. So he's like, finally, I'll give you $5,000 to kill Carol Baskin. So Gerritsen, uh, the informant, hears about this plot. And he records a phone call with Joe where they discuss the plot. Um, in a recording, Joe said, as long as we don't get caught red handed, we got this. So in (laughs) mid-November, smooth, Um, in mid-November, Joe gave him, gave Glover $3,000, even though it wasn't the full five that they had negotiated. And Glover took the money and sped off to go kill Carol Baskin. At least that's what they thought. So as far as Gerritsen and agent Matthew Bryant knew, uh, Glover was buying a bus ticket, traveling to Tampa to kill Carol Baskin. So they planned to arrest him as soon as they found him getting on the bus. Well, instead of getting on the bus, he went to the airport and flew to South Carolina. Uh so yes, he basically huh. took the money and ran, in other words. He was like, Thank you for the three thousand dollars bye. Like he just yeah. left, which like isn't surprising, right? Like you got several thousand dollars to not kill anyone. Sounds awesome. Right. Exactly. So he uh so he disappeared. They didn't know where he was. So uh Carol Baskin was like, Shit, I don't know where this guy is. He there's an imminent threat. Uh, So she prepared for it by installing blinds, security cameras. Uh, She stopped taking her notorious, her infamous bike on her usual trail. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Glover, Alan Glover, arrives in South Carolina, he drives down to Florida, but ends up just spending the money on partying and doesn't kill Carol Boskin. So for (laughs) Joe, uh, it became quickly, quickly apparent that Glover had scammed him, so garretson who again is the recording guy uh mm-hmm. is like hey i know a guy named mark he w- is a hitman you can meet with him and he will kill carol baskin so not shockingly mark is an undercover agent and joe's right. like cool 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 yeah let's meet so on december 8th 2017 garretson records this conversation between joe and hitman mark uh-huh and joe offers him 10 grand five thousand upfront. up front saying, that bitch has just got to go away. Just follow her into a mall parking lot, cap her, and drive off. <gasps> so uh, three days after meeting with Mark, Joe was getting married again. Uh, fun fact. Side Dang. note. This time to a young man from Austin named Dylan Passage. So after a fallout with Jeff, the guy who owns the zoo, uh, Joe and Dylan pack up everything and head to Yukon, Oklahoma, and then to a beach in Florida. I don't know what they're doing. A honeymoon? I'm not totally sure. <laughs> okay. They're, they peace out. They're jet setting. In they're some jet way. setting in back to Florida, I guess. So on September seventh, twenty eighteen, Joe Exotic was arrested for conspiring to murder his arch enemy, fifty eight year old big cat rescue owner Carol Baskin, as well as for accusations of illegally killing endangered tigers at his park to make room for new exotic animals. He arrived for his trial in Oklahoma City in March of twenty nineteen, and uh, James Garrison, uh, Carol Baskin, and Eric Cowell, who was the employee of the zoo who said that the tigers were not aging they were healthy all testified at the trial prosecutors showed photos of tiger carcasses that federal agents dug in, dug up in the back of the zoo one Fish and Wildlife Service agent testified that they had been stuffed in their graves like hot dogs in a pack <gasps> like he had just totally oh fucking, my God it was really sad really really wow. sad um and then on April 2nd 2019 56 year old Joe was found guilty of all counts two counts of murder for hire, 17 wildlife charges. And he is still, to this day, serving a 22-year sentence in prison and is currently being housed at the Federal Medical Center in Fort Worth, Texas, due to a blood immune disorder that he has. Uh, So since the life-changing Tiger King documentary uh, released in March of 2020, Joe has most recently applied for a pardon from Joe Biden uh, because he did not receive one after applying for one from Donald Trump. So I guess he's trying again. Um, And he's also looking to publish a memoir. So if anyone's out there with a publishing company uh you know, we'll hit him up because his memoir, which is called Tiger King, the official tell all memoir, uh is I guess looking for a home. Jeez. <laughs> That's gonna be a wild ride. Uh <laughs> and Carol herself, as many of us may know, was recently on Dancing with the Stars and she danced to songs from The Lion King what's new pussycat by tom jones and eye of the tiger um in a very infamous no, they did not. Be- oh, have you not seen it oh m it's, no. it's painful. oh i'm gonna show it to you it's is painful is she a good dancer no <laughs> oh okay i know i thought you like learn I mean, how to dance maybe she was fine but like i mean it's just probably better than i am but it's like just really awkward
1: i'm very interested in uh what's new pussycat that's gotta be it's... a good one
2: i only saw the eye of the tiger but it is something i mean you know she's putting in her work i guess so yeah anyway that's a story it didn't even cover it all like i said uh one of the staffers named saf safri uh lost their arm in 2013 due to a tiger attack at the zoo mm-hmm. um or the fact that joe exotic ran for governor and then president and there's some footage of that uh, so even that we didn't get to cover because that wasn't even like the wildest part of this whole crime story. So, whoa, I recommend watching Tiger King on Netflix. Uh, and then Louis Theroux also did a really I, I haven't watched it, but apparently a really well done um, documentary called Shooting Joe Exotic. So highly recommend checking those out. And, uh, you know, let's all add the book to the, the memoir to the book club, the ATWWD book club when it Ooh. comes out. Wow. and. <laughs>
1: wow what a tale i still feel like i hit a dead end on that like i feel like i was expecting some sort of closure that i never got from the from the episodes but now i'm just like oh so he's just
2: in jail and like he's just in jail huh how long when does he come out do you know um he's serving a 22-year sentence uh i'm not sure how. You know, is you he never like know early if- on or is he f- like close do you know if he's like on the in the first half, of um, or he anything? was charged in 2019, so he's well, you know okay, so he's <laughs> very very no no very um, this is all very recent. So got it. He is serving a 22 year sentence, but like as we know, a lot of times you can get out earlier than that. So we'll see. Oh, <sighs> wow!
1: Next. I would love a therapist to analyze that person. Oh, Just... I bet
2: they have. Maybe we should check out YouTube.
1: Talk about a case study. If you're like a um, like doing your like senior thesis or something like in college for psychology and like you could go back to high school
2: and rewrite your black hole or time travel (laughs) if
1: i could teleport anywhere it would be (laughs) too joe exotic to ask what the fuck is going on what is
2: wrong with you yeah it's all very disturbing um you know exotic animals aren't pets they're not domesticated for a reason um while we're at it, can we uh,
1: offer, like, an animal abuse hotline
2: really quick? I guess you could go to 911animalabuse.com. Uh, there you go. Let me see. Let Just me thought, while, while we're
1: in the spirit. Uh, the If you suspect animal cruelty, submit an official tip by phone to the SPCA at 800-800 five four zero seven. I'm not sure if they
2: take exotic pets, but you could try the SPCA. <laughs> maybe um, maybe that's a domestic situation. I would check PETA probably is more of the like general animals, all of, all sorts.
1: Let's land with if you see something, say something. Yeah. And but not not to Joe Exotic.
2: Not to, to Joe exotic anyone else. or his T V channel. Like maybe somebody who can do something about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All right. Well, cool. Thank you. That was a great story, Christine.
2: That's quite a wild ride we took today from Black Holes to Florida uh, and all the way back.
1: <laughs> Many different worlds, uh, some might say. Uh, cool. Well, please, um, uh, just a reminder, uh, please, everybody, if you have not yet, go vote for us uh, for the Webby's, please. L Y slash
2: atWWD vote. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And um, closing or voting ends on May 6th. So you have uh not too much longer i think a week okay. until the voting closes so please go do that um and and spread the word too if you know anybody else who listens to the podcast and uh, yeah. maybe doesn't know that um ha- have them also go vote that would be super awesome so thank you guys so much uh that's it for me that's it for me too all right all you cool cats and kittens and <laughs> that's why we drink